So yeah, we we rolling. Okay. Uh, what's your thought? Lounging with lounging with Skip. Hey, you on that dark tonight? I'm on the dark tonight. <laughs> Damn, we could have really got talking if I was on one. Hey, that's what I'm saying. But you was talking about you on your detox. Yeah, yeah, no. Nah, I'm like, my, um, you know my birthday um was November 26th. So November 27th. I just you know turned mm-hmm. 41 and just just wanted to do you know. Yeah. Do something different, get back with my workout, give myself a little give myself a little break. So um so lounging with Skip. Um just wanna introduce, you know what I'm saying, this brother right here. Um singer, songwriter, producer. Mm-hmm. Wasn't after. <laughs> Still am. Still an actor. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, anything else I, I should I should I should say? Um, father, um, husband, father, vocal, husband, vocal coach. Yeah, vocal producer. Mm. Um, mentor, teacher. Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah. Ryan Toby. Yes, sir. Ryan Toby. What's happening in the building? Lounging with Skip. Yes, sir. Lounging with the Skipster. Cooling yeah. with Shy. Hey. <laughs> So, uh, what's what's going on with you, man? Well, I'm eating some pumpkin seeds, some walnuts, some cranberries. You know, just uh. So, how long you been detoxing? How long this been? I've been detoxing now since uh, November 27th. So really, yeah, where are we January 18th now. Really? Mm-hmm. So it's been a little over a month. So what you was finding yourself kind of like picking picking the weight back up a little bit more, and you was like, you know what? Let me yeah get yeah back um. Yeah, just, you know, I mean, turn another year older and just want to be a little bit more health conscious and, you know what I mean, with that drinking, a lot of empty calories, a lot of sugar and shit like that, plus I'm just getting ready to start shooting more videos, putting out more content, putting out more music, so I just wanted to get back, you know, down to my R&B weight, you know what I mean, not that I was too, too crazy, but I just wanted to tighten up and just give it's good to give the body a break. Mm-hmm. Get the kidneys and the liver a little, <laughs> a little rest. A little rest. You feel me? And uh, you know, so I yeah, just something to do. Little New Year's resolution. I just got married back in mm-hmm. October. Mm-hmm. Congratulations! Thank on you. That. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. So, got married and just you know, new things on the horizon. New new business ventures. New music. Um, new marriage. Just feeling good, feeling like it's just a new day. So just tonight, you know, let me just start it off doing something a little fresh. different, fresh, reset, reset the. Uh, um, like the slate clean. So. I know you, you know, you've done numerous interviews in the past and talked about, you know, how you got where you are. That's my that first one. That's my first interview ever. Well, Twenty-seven years in the business. Whatever, man. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so I mean, um, what 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 had what what inspired you to want to sing and write? I mean, growing up in the 80s, singing-wise, hands down, Michael Jackson, you know? I was in what? Michael Jackson and Prince, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little sprinkle of Stevie Wonder, but Stevie, I got a little more into a little later. But um, I was in what? First grade, mm-hmm. kindergarten, first grade, and Thriller. Hmm. dropped and you know what I mean it mm-hmm. was like 
oh my what god the hell is this? <clears throat> what is going on yeah exactly so michael shook my soul like he shook the world so i remember seeing michael on um when he did uh Motown 25 and performing yeah. Billie Jean, that legendary, that legendary performance. I remember my whole family crowded yeah. around the TV. Yeah, we did too. And I just, I was like, I, I, I gotta do that. Whatever that is, I didn't even know what that was. Hmm. I mean, between Michael and then obviously growing up in the 80s, man, hip hop culture, you know, hip hop was new, breakdancing, Run DMC, MTV, mm. all of that. Mm. Just that that influence of just visuals, visual music videos, and all that, and then Prince come along with Purple Rain, yeah. and it was a rap. The movie, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the movie, soundtrack. The album, yep. Yeah. My next door neighbor was the biggest Prince fan. He would come outside with lace gloves on and eyeliner. We used to clown him like For crazy. Real? Yeah, we used to clown him, but he, he had the eyeliner on too. Yeah, the he, curl. He really went hard. He was well. He was black and Puerto Rican, so mm-hmm. he naturally had the curly yeah, yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um. Yeah, he he used to. We just he was just our weird homeboy. Mm. You know what I mean? He wasn't no clown and no sucker. He just was like on that print shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He still could play football and chuck a football like a hundred yards. Just on Prince. So <laughs> he that, was just on print. So by him being involved with Prince, that kind of sparked your interest as well. Like man, one thousand like percent. Like, damn, like, Ten thousand. Had you tuned in to Prince? Ten thousand percent. My neighbor had the big ghetto blaster boombox. Mm. With the double tape deck and mm-hmm. the big speakers, and he used to prop it up. I guess his window, think his window was broke, mm-hmm. so he used to use the boombox radio to prop up the window. He okay. put the whole box in the window. Wow. It had the speakers blasting. You know what I'm saying? And we be so I had that influence. Also, too, growing up in the church, my mom sang in church and stuff like that on Sundays. So obviously. You know, riding in the car with my parents, you know, that Christian household, that upbringing wasn't allowed to play no, you know, worldly yeah. music in the house. Yeah. So we'd be listening to Shirley Caesar in the car and in the house going to church. Hmm. You know, the gospel keynotes and the uh, mighty clouds of joy and all mm-hmm. of that. Candy Staten and all of that. And then, uh, but then when we'd come home, <laughs> used to drive my dad crazy. We'd come home from church on a Sunday and Poochie be banging Purple Rain out oh, the window. He be, yeah, he be banging, uh, you know what I'm saying, Darling Nikki. Mm. And we'll pull up from church, and we getting out of in our church clothes. My dad be pissed off. Mm-hmm. We get out, and I'm hearing, new this girl named Nikki. I guess you could say she was a sex fan. I'm like, what? I'm a little boy. Yeah. Like, I ain't even know what sex was. Yeah. I knew the word, but. But it just sounded the, the yeah, sound of masturbating sounded, with a magazine. Yeah. What does that even mean? Yeah. What does masturbate yeah. mean? Like it was yeah. just you know what I mean? Like <laughs> masturbate. Exactly. Like, what the hell? Exactly. So exactly. just that I think uh that, you know, and then then you know the the older kids maybe down the street, you know what I mean? They they bump and run DMC and you know Houdini and I'm hearing that, you know, coming out the other radio system. So it was just that whole little mix of the gospel, the hip hop, and then the Prince and the Michael Jackson. That's me. Okay. That's me in a, in a, you know what I mean? In a nutshell. So your first taste of, you know, so okay, so fast forward from that to, you know, um, what got you in Sister Act? Was it one or two? Which one? Two, part two. Okay. What well, what got you in that? So, so okay, so you a kid. Yeah, I'm a kid all rapping, that, singing, that. and that was you know that was the culture in the '80s. You had to know how to break dance and backspin, and then another thing that was really big around my way was. I think it's picking up that out there. Oh, okay. Maybe she, maybe she turned that just a tad. 
So, um, yeah, so another thing that was big in my neighborhood, obviously breakdancing and, and pop locking and rapping and all of that, but then also roller skating culture was big. Okay. So, you know what I'm saying? You had, you know, knowing how to go, how to, how to roller skate and this different little skating crews was like, you had breakdancing crews, we had roller skating crews so, and so, all that. So first off, you're from? I'm from Jersey, Willingboro, New Jersey. Okay, so it was skate crews out there. Hell yeah, okay. big time. Okay. Um, my brother was one of the best skaters, and then we had a homie, um, one of his best friends was really one of the top best skaters and just it was like all of that dancing break dancing you know it was just the whole culture mm -hmm. hip hop you know what I'm saying um, planet rock like you know what I'm saying yeah, like, yeah. it was just a whole thing so you whether you was pop locking dancing whatever or then you know Friday nights Saturday nights it was skating you know okay. what I mean and so uh that was really huge so that was shaping me um and then uh so i was doing that rapping and all of that since i was young man in willingboro new jersey a small town uh, south south in south jersey about an hour and a half from new york south of new york and about 20 minutes over the bridge from philadelphia okay so my town the way it was positioned i guess it was like Philly was right over the bridge, 20 minute drive. New York was about an hour, you know what I'm saying? Hour, mm -hmm. hour and some change north. Willingboro in the 70s, from what I understand, was like this new developed kind of like suburb surrounded by cities like Trenton and Camden and you know, right outside of Philly. It was like this little suburb where, you know what I'm saying, black families could come and you know get like a a, a, a decent house you okay. know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so you you know you got this influx of all these people black families coming from new york like yo you can get you a, a house mm -hmm. in this little town called willingboro okay and so you got all this you know all this people from the city moving to this little suburb so it was like this perfect little black suburb gotcha. that had all this new york city like influence it was a melting pot and yeah. philly influence the city influence but it was in an environment where you know you didn't necessarily have to worry about getting shot every day mm. i mean cats was definitely the you know gangs and all of that you know what i'm saying was definitely there but it wasn't like like it is now it's gotten progressively worse over the years back then it was it was it was just right when I grew up. I feel like I grew up in a golden era of what my city was. Now it's it's bad. It's real bad. Niggas is getting shot on their front porch. It's real bad. You know what I'm saying? Bloods and crips real heavy. But uh, back then, it was like just the right amount of like you could get. You know what I'm saying? You will get your head cracked mm -hmm. in the wrong side of mm -hmm. <laughs> in the wrong neighborhood. But you but, but you, you live. Yeah, you live. <laughs> you live. Find another day. Another day. <laughs> You know what I mean? But um but yeah, but but we was known for having some of the best dancers. Like I don't know where this entertainment that's my neighbor's dog. Oh, shit. Yeah. They 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 usually stop. They just it's, do that when the sirens rub out. It's all part of it. Yeah. But um So that that so that okay, so that area, that 
Yeah, yeah, I'm just giving you okay, a little yeah, foundation yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, the doc, of, of the yeah, yeah. I'm giving you a little foundation, and then I kind of jumped over some things that's really significant yeah. to okay. me. And it's like, but but this area, for whatever reason, our area was it was a it was a hub and a and a really good breeding ground for talent. Okay, music talent. I mean, if I start running down the list of producers and artists that are from my area. It'll make your head spin. Like, mm. niggas, you know, people be like, damn, it was like a little Motown. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, Carl Lewis, the Olympic runner, the gold medalist, mm. is, from, you know, from my, graduated from my high school. Mm. Wanye from Boys the Men graduated from my high school. Mm. Ty Tribbett, the gospel sensation, graduated from my high school. Megahertz that did Bad mm. Boy, We Ain't Go Went No Way. We went to high school mm. together. Damn. Adam Blackstone, who is the music director, damn near for any music TV show you're watching now. He plays for Justin Timberlake, played for Jay-Z, anybody, Pharrell. We went to school together. He's from Willingboro, New Jersey. You see this guy on television. Anytime I watch a TV with my wife, she gets annoyed because it's like, she's like, you know everybody on TV. Like literally, oh, we went to school together. Oh, that's my man. We went to school together. Young boy, Mike Zombie, who did Drake, started from the bottom, now we're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He grew up next door to my best friend's house. Wow. One of the cats from Channel Live, Smart Madism, yeah. is from Willingboro. The producer Mike City, who yeah, did yeah, Carl yeah. Thomas, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I know Mike. and, and I know yeah, Mike. Sunshine yeah. Anderson. Yeah. Heard it all before. He's from Willingboro. He's from Willingboro. I gotta holler, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, me, you know, Ryan Toby, my yeah. group, City High, from Willingboro. Yeah. yeah, and 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 it's only growing because they, they got a whole another wave of young bucks coming out of my city that that got their own little things going and stuff like that. So. I don't know, for whatever reason, it was just like this melting pot. Our talent shows at our high school used to be like concerts, bro. For real? Like, you know how, you you know, school, uh, you yeah. know, the local little yeah. high school talent yeah. show? Nah. It was like our concerts. Our talent shows was like, because kids would come from all other high schools to perform at our talent show. Damn. There was, I don't even know if there was a prize. I can't remember. I was like it was just young. For the, it was just for the recognition and the... It was just, yeah, like the, the local other high school. I've never known that. Normally at a high school talent show, it's people from that school. Yeah. At our high school talent shows, it was kids coming from other schools either to watch mm. or to end or perform. Okay. And they would be like, we just had some of the best talent. We was known for having the dopest singers, flyest niggas, and, and the prettiest girls. Mm. It's a pretty boy town. Like all the pretty boys and all the fly niggas and the style and the dressing and you know okay. what I'm saying? was from my city so the bar for just being dope at shit was high mm. <laughs> if you mm. rap it was like you know what i mean mm. we had cold singing groups and like you know what i mean like if you said you sang it was like a big deal you know what i mean there's a bunch of other people i can name you wouldn't know but they're out on tour with different people singing background for different people yeah. and from from the city from my city okay it was known like it was known it was this it was this Utopia it was like a black suburb, mm. whereas like I can't really, I don't really know. It was like uh, you, I don't know, man. Like your cousins from the projects would mm. love to come down there because it would just be like, oh my mm. god, it's like black people, but black people doing well, mm. well enough. Not necessarily rich, yeah, but better than the projects. 
Mm-hmm. It was like that step. It was like that step up. Okay. You feel me, mm-hmm. like, So you could come there and give your family a better life and stuff like oh. that. So that was how it was, and that just was like it was just it was just a breeding ground for talent. It was a breeding ground for talent. Like you know, a lot of cats tell. I hear stories of how you know growing up where they grew up, being uh, you know. If you was the little singer or the little rapper or the little poet or the little dancer with it, like you was clowned and beat up and bullied, like that was corny. I would hear stories like, man, I was that was whack where I was from. That's how it was where I, where I was from. Yeah, nah, where I was from, it was like our jazz choir. The jazz choir was like we would win competitions. We were traveling and like oh, our football yeah. team was dope and our the cheerleaders was bad and like you for, know what for I'm saying? me seven, seventh grade I was in choir class yeah. I took a choir class and kids was joning because I yeah. was I was the only black dude in the choir class yeah yeah I just wanted to be around music yeah 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 but not really like in no band type yeah, shit this was like yeah. seventh grade you know yeah. what I mean see I never I never even I never felt that like because mm. in my in my school. The choir, like I said, our our sh- our shows, would, our spring concerts and shit would be like, would be concerts. Right. <laughs> like yeah. some of the dope. I'm naming people that have gone on from my high school for it to not be have been a performing arts high school. Mm-hmm. It it's, you would damn near think it was a performing arts high school. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because people have gone on to do things in the business. Um, and and become I mean artists and painters and just all I mean gym gymnasts and we had a couple cats come out of our school made it to the NFL I mean it was just I don't know what it was man some in the water down there bro kids was just talented and able and, and see back then too I don't know if it was just the way the city was set up because it's not like that now like now it's a lot of corruption and couple of the mayors didn't do what they were supposed to do and the city ain't got no money now. They broke a lot of the programs. It was like, we used to have really bomb programs. Hmm. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Our, the city was split up into different sections. We called them parks. So like I lived in Millbrook Park, you know, Country Club Park, Hawthorne Park. But that was like the different sections. Like each park had its own elementary school with its own basketball court with like in its own swimming pool in the summer and like summer programs and like we you know what i'm saying so it was just it was crazy like the choir even our black we called the black heritage choir that that did a uh for black history month they would do a show like this like a uh, like a show for black history those shows would be off the chain like off the chain like you know what i'm saying some of the best singers man i can't even begin to tell you so I don't know, a lot of those programs, they lost a lot of funding, like a lot of things in America when it comes to education and the programs and stuff like that. The arts just kind of lost out. But anyway, my city was a breeding ground for a lot of great talent. So it was the cool, it was cool if you could rap. It was cool if you could sing. It was cool if you could dance. <laughs> it was cool, my you know what I'm saying? Our, our parties and like school dances was like full blown like a, it was a situation. DJs, it was, like uh, my homies that was DJs in high school is DJs on the radio now. Wow. DJing for like like Young Jeezy DJ. We went to school together. DJ Ace, we went to school together. Cam, yeah. niggas was, went on to become That's radio personalities. It makes sense. You know what I'm saying? It makes sense. When niggas is doing what they doing at that early of an age, yeah. you're going to end up doing that for the rest 
rest of your life. Yeah. You found that passion. You yeah. found that love at that point. You yep. already know what it is. Yep. Yep. You know what I mean? My homeboy's sister, my best friend's sister, she just, I just did her intro for her radio show. She just got another radio gig. She was out in uh, St. Louis, I was telling you. Okay. Moshe. Okay. She okay. used to be on the radio in St. Louis that's back that's when that's Moshe Loren, back when uh, Nelly and them was popping. Okay. And, uh, you know, she from Olympia. She just got another job in radio. Like, people, all of our homies, like, Niggas was doing Zulu down in D.C. and and, and, and uh, Peace Stew and all them then down in D.C. and Virginia. They've been on the radio since school. Cats was DJing in high school, DJing all the house parties in the school, dances in the school and parties. And they doing that now. And they all doing the same thing now. That's what I'm saying. For years, so that, you know, that's I, 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 crazy. I never, I don't know, I never even really... Broke that down like that hmm. in an interview before. Because <laughs> I'm even like, well, goddamn, like, yeah, man, nigga. that shit was kind of like, all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like really good, man. And 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 like I said, the 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 homies, it was it wasn't the type of environment, like I said, where you was getting beat up and clown for for like. It was like some for real wonder year shit. Yeah, and, like, and like the know, homies that was getting to the street shit, they, if you was known for singing, that was cool, that was okay. Like to the point where we're like, nigga, what you doing here? Yeah, you shouldn't be you, here. You shouldn't be over yeah. here. Get out of here. What you doing over here? You know what I'm saying? So they like looked out, like a lot of my homies, and, and, and they they wasn't tripping off that. It was, if anything, nigga, you gonna be a star, nigga. You gonna put us all on the map. Like, go do that. Don't be over here with us with this bullshit. Yeah. So, you know, it had that, but then don't get it twisted. It had that other element, too. Yeah. Niggas was getting laid down. <laughs> like, it, it, it was wild, too. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, because the funny thing is, after those big talent shows, there would be a fight. Right, right, <laughs> Niggas right. be done turned the yeah. whole, burnt, damn, yeah. they burnt the building down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. After the football games, niggas fought. Yeah, yeah, after yeah. skating, yeah. niggas be skating and yeah. kidding and, and then, then immediately in the parking lot. Fight. It's yeah, fighting. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. that was just known. Yeah. It was like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, um... That's all a part of it. Yeah, so so it was just it was just a great time growing up, man. And, so what, uh, what what led that to, to? So so after yeah so after uh, just doing that, um, then I think I had went through a phase of where I wasn't really doing the music like that. I called myself wanting to run the street. So <laughs> so call myself running yeah, around the street. Call myself wanting to run the streets. Oh, how old was you around this time? This was. 13, For real? junior high school, okay. 13, 14, 15, okay. caught myself trying to, you know, want to run around a little bit okay. and kind of, you know, see hang what was out at night hang out. Just getting in the dump, she getting yeah. suspended, kicked out of school. Okay. I was kicked Damn. out of a couple schools, mm. you know what I mean? And just, just acting a fool. And... Uh, you know, quickly learned that life wasn't for me. You know what I'm saying? And and uh and during that time I remember uh my parents was just just really like fed up with me and my mom was just like, Look, you know, if I gotta pick you up from police station, if you get kicked out of school one more time, whatever, that it like, you know, this your third strike type thing. Cause the judge had even said, you know, like it's Toby if, if I see him again Like that's it Like I'm sending him away You know what I'm saying Man. So That was like my last straw <clears throat> So My mom's And she was You know And my pops was just like Look um, 
you can't do nothing. Like, I wasn't allowed to walk to school with my friends. I couldn't hang with my friends, walk home with my friends. She like, I'm taking you to school. I'm going to be right here when you get out. I couldn't hang out when I got home, straight up to my room. Mm-hmm. I'm in the room, damn near. It was like 23-hour lockdown. I could come down for dinner and right back. You know what I mean? So I was just on lockdown. And it was during that time when one of my friends, um, he was younger than me. And uh, i never forget, he, he was like, man, because he heard me singing in one of the school things. And I wasn't really taking music serious. I don't even know why I was in this music class. I think I was just in the class because I was like, oh, it's better than, I'm going to just take music. I'm going to take, you know, thought it was an easy class. And I was just <laughs> acting up the whole time, getting in trouble. But he heard me sing in one of the uh, concerts that they did. And uh, he was like, man, you, you, you need to sing, like, why you don't sing more? It's a younger kid. And at this time in my life, I wasn't thinking about singing. I was like, I wasn't thinking about none of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, man, you need to sing, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, you know, you should meet my dad. He said, my dad be going be going to New York. And like, that was the thing. Like, you know, okay. anything New York. Like, oh, yeah, I'm about to go to New York or go school shopping in New York or whatever. That was like really? a big deal. Oh, okay. So... He's like, yeah, man, my dad be going, you know, to New York. He he knows some people in New York, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, all right, whatever. So I think I met his pop at uh, the barbershop, and I sang for him, and he had he had took he had took my number or something like that, and I remember he had called me later that night and was like, man, with a voice like that, you can make a million dollars. The dad? Yeah. Okay. And I was like... Really? And he's like, yeah, you can make a million dollars. And I was like, wow, you know what I mean? So then then he came to meet my parents because, you know, he wanted me to start, like, coming, like, rehearsing. He wanted to start taking me to the studio, taking me to New York to meetings and whatever. And he was just a regular guy, really. He he didn't, like, have no connections. He wasn't, like, a manager. He was just kind of like a regular dude Mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, he his, his his he he just was a very fast talking got you kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Like he was just mm-hmm. like fuck it, we you can sing, fuck that nigga. I'm I, I, I can talk, money, nigga. nigga we, yeah, some we money, about nigga. to make some money. Like you know what I'm saying. Okay. So he just had me in going to different talent competitions, whatever. And I mean, he he he, he got you. He in some got things. me in some mm-hmm. things. Had me singing at the Apollo. I did amateur night at the Apollo like three four times. Um, and uh, started taking some meetings with some labels, and just like one thing would lead to another, disconnect me to the disconnect to disconnect, lead to this one, boom, 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 boom. And so that went on for about a year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, one connection, one meeting to another, to another, to another, um, got us into an, uh, the office with uh, Kenny Ortiz. This A and R dude who who discovered SWV. So that so, so okay. He so, discovered okay. Pharrell and Chad. Okay, so started. Okay, so people. So this is the story. This is where the line draws. Where it's like you know sometimes on like unsungs mm-hmm. when they say they started off at one point and then it's like yeah so now we're, we're in the studio and then it's like well, well what happened between right. this time and uh, you get in the studio right, right. this is that point I got to and I hate that in interviews yeah you're right what happened between that to that this is that point so Kenny Ortiz so A&R he that, the guy got you placed in that now you're sitting in front of this guy Kenny Ortiz A&R. and my manager's name was Marvin Marvin Thompson by the way 
That so, that's the guy. The guy's dad. My homie, yeah, Mark. Okay. That was he was my first man. So Marvin ended up we ended up meeting a lady named Bobby Humphrey, who's actually a well known jazz flautist from like the seventies. Okay. In the eighties. She had albums out and stuff like that. So I don't remember how we met her. Somehow we met her, and then she knew people, and then her and Marvin started working together. Um, and then they got a, they got me in, and I was starting to record like demos and stuff like that. Um, good friend of mine named Bert Price was one of the first cats who did demos for me. The singer Joe actually wrote one of my first demos. Really? Yeah, back in the day, I went, wow. and, work, I went and worked with this production team. This was back in what year? Ninety. 90 Yeah, 90, 91 No one even know who Joe was 91, 92, yeah Wow Yep Just this dude named Joe <laughs> He was the writer Yeah, he wrote this little song for me And um, and then about a year later His album was out And he was on his journey to being Joe wow. I met a lot of people like that I met um, I met Mary J. Blige At Michael Bivens' birthday party mm. Um which we wasn't supposed to be in, but that nigga Marvin somehow got us on the list. <laughs> he made that happen. And so um, we had at the birthday party, and I remember Grand Pooba mm. from Brand Grand New Pooba. Grand Pooba. What's up, shorty? Uh, what you know, man? How you sing? That's what's up, man. I want you to meet somebody. I want you to meet my homegirl. Hey, yo, Mary. This my homegirl, Mary. She sing too. How you doing? How you doing? Yeah, you know what I mean? Whoa, whoa, whoa. She's gonna be a star next thing you know, a year later. Real love. For real? It was everywhere. So this was, was this around the time. I told Mary that story too. Was this around the time when um when Grand Pooba when they did the what's the 411? Yeah, but I, it wasn't out yet. Oh. Wow. Out, then a year later, then I hear the, the album and I'm like, oh Right. I got all these pictures well, with you. Know, the, they did a remix together, because I know um Around that time, she did a song on his album, mm-hmm. and she and he did a song on her album. Mm-hmm. She he was featured on her album, mm-hmm. and she was featured on his album. Mm-hmm. Around that time, and I remember they came out with that. Dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. What's the four one one, huh? Mm-hmm. What's the four one one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, hmm. yeah. So Kenny Ortiz. I had a meeting with him. He's like, yeah, man. I like you. You're dope. I want to work with you. He's like, but right now, got my hands full. I just signed this group of girls named SWV. <laughs> and I remember they was all sitting in the office, these, three little, these three little black girls. And um, he's like, yeah, so I got them in the studio right now. He was like, and, um, but here, he gave me like $2,500, like Go make you a little demo. I got just you gave producer. it to you. Well, not gave it to me, but you know what I mean. Like he's like, I'm gonna give you some money, basically. A little. It was called a demo deal. Okay. Okay. So we did a small little demo deal okay. of about twenty five hundred dollars. Okay. And that was to go and record a demo. Dope. He set up. He set up uh, studio time with these producers out in Jersey, up in North Jersey, and this writer. And that was when I met Joe. And okay. that was Joe. So. Joe had hair then. He had a box or something. Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> this was right before his first album dropped. So I did that. And then um, 
yeah, so recorded the demo, whatever, whatever. And Kenny was like, you know, all right, cool. Like, he wanted to just keep working with me, just keep developing me. He felt like I had raw talent, but I need a lot of, needed a lot of development. So, I'm, meanwhile, while I'm doing that, I'm also still doing little shows here, here and there, performing at the Apollo here and there. You was at the, so, you was on the Apollo? Not the TV show, no. Oh. But the Apollo was doing that before the TV show. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. They was doing amateur night and all that way, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I would perform at the Apollo like on a regular Apollo night. Okay. And so, um, let me see. So, so he was traveling from Williamsboro. Willingboro. Willingboro. Yeah, to, 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 to Jersey. Dope. I mean, to New York, yeah. Dope. And then, um, so one day, Kenny, Kenny called uh, my manager and Bobby Humphrey, the lady, the, the flute player lady that we was working with, and was like, you know, um, Disney and Touchstone are looking for kids that can sing and dance to uh, be in Sister Act Part 2. Sister Act, the first one was a big hit. Whoopi was popping. You knew about it already. You knew about yeah, Sister, Sister Act. Act was huge. It was a... I, know, I never really... The first one was a huge. Yeah. Um, I just remember Whoopi and Ghost. Yeah, nah. Then she came back. I mean, yeah. She came with Sister Act, but I didn't. I never watched them. Right. You know what I mean? So then she came back with Sister Act. Mm-hmm. Sister Act was a big hit. And then, uh, so they were going to be filming part two. So Kenny was like, yo, you should have Ryan go audition. So my manager told me about it. And I remember thinking like, no, like I don't want to be an actor. Mm. <laughs> like I'm trying to get a record deal. Like, I was trying to be Tevin Campbell. <laughs> and uh, so it was like, nah, man, just go. You know what I mean? It could be good for you, blah, 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 blah. I didn't have no agent. I wasn't in the union, nothing. But Kenny pulled some strings. Bobby Humphrey, they was able to pull some strings, finagle some things, and get me on the list. So I got on the list. The audition was in New York. I went to the audition. And uh, it's a very interesting story. Because the same day, Kenny also signed up, uh, signed, I mean, set up a meeting for me with, what was his name? The president of RCA at the time. Okay. His boss. Because Kenny was ready to make something happen with me now at this point. So he was like, yo, so when you come up to the city on, I don't know, Thursday, whatever... <coughs> You're gonna go to this Disney audition. After that audition, come over and you're gonna do a showcase and sing for his name was Skip somebody. Hmm. I can't remember his last wow. name. He was the main guy. Hmm. This was my day. This is your moment. It's gonna get a record deal, which is what I wanted. So the same um, day you went in for the audition for Sister Act Two. Yes, sir. So I'll never forget this day. So, get to New York, go to the audition, and um, they had already warned me. This was my first audition, mind you. I've never been on no audition ever before in my life. Sister Act was the first thing I ever auditioned for. So, I had no prior training, nothing, outside of little school plays and Christmas church recitals and shit. Mm -hmm. So, uh, they was like, look, you know, these other kids, they've been doing this a long time, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Like, 
Don't worry about them. You just go in there, do your thing, read your line. He was like, even if the audition people are a little like cold and just, you know what I'm saying, short with you, mm-hmm. don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. They're just like, okay, thank you, next, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right. Go in, they call my name. I go in. The lady, she was right. It was just me and one lady in the room. She's sitting behind the table. She got the camera set up on the tripod. Had a like a little little wall area for me to go stand in front of the wall. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, stand on the X. State your name. How old are you? She, I don't even think she even looked up. You know what I mean? She was writing on some paper, just kind of like running through the mm-hmm. motions. Ryan Toby, I don't think about 16, 15, something like that. She was like, I was 15. And she was like, uh, Okay, uh, you got some lines to read. So I had they gave me some like little generic lines. Mm-hmm. So I read my little lines. She was like, "Okay, you gonna sing something?" I was like, "Yeah." And by this time, she had got up, started the camera, whatever. She's like working the little tripod, working the little camera. She said, "So I sang this song. My mom used to make me sing in in church, you know, every Sunday or whatever. Feel like going on from the five heartbeats." song Eddie Kane sang at the end of the movie when he got saved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I sang I Feel Like Going On. I feel like going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Feel like going on. So I just sang my little Sunday church song. Mm-hmm. And I sang it, belted, welded with all my heart. Bruh, this lady looked up at me. She had glasses on. She stops the camera. She takes her glasses off, bro, and she starts crying. Damn. No lie. And she says, oh, my God. Oh, my God, that voice. She's like, I got to hug that voice. And she comes around from the tripod, around mm. from her table, comes over to me, and she's hugging me. Mm. And I'm standing there like, uh, this is the complete opposite of what they told, how they told me the audition might right, go. right. And she was just like, oh my God, young man, that voice, God has got something on you and blah, 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 blah. And that was that. And I left. I came out. My manager, like, how did it go? Was it good? Like, did it? I'm like, yeah, I think it went pretty good. <laughs> so, so I'm feeling pretty good. I told them what happened. They like, oh, you know, it was, it was me. My, I remember my brother and his girlfriend mm. at the time. We, we, they was with me. So... Uh, and my manager, Marvin. So we got in the cab. So now we headed over to RCA. So Marvin's like, oh man, we about to go meet the skip. It's gonna be good. Like, I'm gonna get a record deal today. The, mm-hmm. the acting audition went well. And I'll never forget, it started raining. It started raining and it was cold and it was dark in New York. And so I, I like fell asleep in the cab. From the cab ride, I don't know how long it took us. Not that long to get across town over to RCA, got in RCA, we go up in like a little kind of like conference, I don't know, they kind of had like a room with like a little stage and a little microphone, kind of set up for a showcase, like a little small showcase. So we went in this room and it's Kenny Ortiz, the head A&R, Skip somebody, whatever his name was, the president, top dog, my manager, my brother and his girl. That was it. Had a microphone. And I used to sing, uh, I used to sing uh, Michael Jackson, uh, when I 
you know what I'm saying? I used to get ripped that shit. I had that little baby voice. Mm. Oh my God, man. This was my moment to get my deal, nigga. And I felt fine. Everything was fine going up in there. What you do? I was like, what the fuck? What? My shit was gone, bro. Oh, wow. Voice just, it was the strangest thing. To this day, I've never had nothing like that happen. Really? It was like, it was like, I don't know. I just came from singing in this audition. Yeah. I don't understand. And my manager looking at me like, like Joe Jackson, like, nigga, you don't, come here. He had to talk. Oh, sorry, Skip. Hold on. Let me just talk to him real quick. What's wrong with you, boy? Nigga, do you know what it's like? I don't know, man. He might have put a little too much pressure on me or something. I don't know, man, but. So I, I I just choked. Just flat out fucking choked. 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 And and so so I choked and Skip was just like, I mean it's cool. He's like, you know, it happens to the best of them. I remember so and so saying for me and they did the same thing happen with them and they're trying to make me feel better. Right. But that's basically it. Needless to say, I didn't get no record deal that day. But ironically, the thing that I didn't want to do, I got a call back for. They want you to come back and audition again. Came back, audition again. That then a couple weeks later, got a third call back. They want you to come back again. Damn. So they started with I don't know how many thousands of kids and it just kept trickling down, trickling down, and Damn. I was making the cut every time. Yeah. Until it, I mean, bro, Tevin Campbell went out for that role. For real? I was it got to the point where I'm going to auditions and I'm seeing Tevin Campbell walking in. Uh, uh, what's old girl from um, uh, little sister from uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Come on, Tatiana. Tatiana Ali. Like it was like like I'm starting to see like it went from just seeing regular no name kids to like Tony Thompson from High Five. Wow, he came up in there. Yes, bro. All like the premier young kids was, and I was like, and I kept making the cut, kept making the cut, back to back to back, my nigga. Matter of fact, it was like seven auditions. So seven times. Seven times. Seven was the luck. Yeah, number. seven times. And then the very last one, very last one, uh, they flew me out to L.A. to audition for the director. I don't know if Whoopi was there. I don't think she was, but the director and like the producers and all the head top people at Disney and stuff like that. And... Um, it came down to me and this one dude, Chaz. Me and him, Chaz. We still you friends. You one cat. Me and one cat. That was the audition. I met Lauren. She was there. Yeah. Yeah. So the one, the thing I wasn't trying to do, I made it all the way to the to the semifinal finals. Right. And and won and got that shit. Right. And the thing that I wanted to do. Right. I still can't explain that to this day, my nigga. I really can't. Ex- I don't. I just like, what was he? God, what? You know? It just wasn't meant for that to, to go that route. I guess. I guess not. It wasn't. You know what I mean? The, the that that bugs me out to this day. I ain't even gonna lie. That just like, it's like, cause here I am still like, you know, that's the one thing I never did was had be 
put out that solo album as mm. like that solo artist. I've seemed to have done everything but that. I've written for top name mm. people. I've been in a group mm. that has some success. I mean, I've I've been on two albums writing wise that have sold excess of twenty million albums. But I never had that solo artist mm. thing, you know. I've, it's just just strange. I've done I've done like Broadway and theater and you know what I mean. It's very very interesting. I walked away from the theater world. I was crushing that for a minute, and I walked away from it because I was like, this ain't what I want to do. Like, and I was getting booked for that left and right. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, cause then I finally did after Sisterac, I finally did get an agent and all of that. And then I'm like, okay, okay, so I'm supposed to be an actor. So like, you know what I mean? I'm going on different <laughs> auditions and stuff like that. And <coughs> now tell me this: when you was uh, filming uh, Sister Act Two, uh, 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 how was that for you? Doing that? Was that, like, how long of a shoot was that? It was like four months. Oh damn! It was four months in LA, so it was like from April to like the end of the summer or something like that. So that's so that's so. How was it with like Lauren Hill on the set? Did you? It was know great because me and Lauren was, was yeah, no no no. Lauren Lauren was just this pretty little girl from Jersey, so we connected really quick because we was both from Jersey. Okay. It was like our both of our first time in LA, um, and she was eighteen. I was fifteen. I was fifteen. Wow. I think I was. Or it might have been 16. Wow. Yeah. I was 16. I was 16. She was 18. Man, you 16. She's 18. So y'all young. Y'all kids. We was young. We was young. She was very mature for her age, though. For real? Yeah, very mature. But um, she was like a woman to me. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? But anyway, yeah, so we was both from Jersey. So we hit it off right away. And uh, and also too where they had us living at in Burbank like in these apartments, uh, her apartment was like right below mine or wow. yeah right below mine or right above mine right below mine. So you know I saw her every day. We hung out even when we wasn't working. Wow. I was downstairs at her apartment. I had the biggest crush on her. You know what I'm saying? And um, so we she's actually the one that put me up on Stevie Wonder. Like you gotta listen to this. You know what I mean? Oh. And I knew who Stevie Wonder was, but I wasn't like as far as getting in depth with all his old albums yeah, and yeah. all these B side cuts and oh, but you gotta hear this song. You gotta hear this song. Like I just knew Stevie. I just yeah. called to say I love you. <laughs> like you know what I mean? I, that's all I knew about Stevie Wonder. Right. So she really put me yeah, on. Know about the... I ain't know about nah nah nah. I ain't know about you know telling us to be. Super one, one. Like I ain't really know yeah, about all them yeah, joints. Yeah. So she put me on to that. She put me on to a lot of stuff, Bob Marley and all of that. But yeah, she was telling me about this group she was in called the Refugees. Mm, this was that. This was in, in L.A. Yeah, she used to date Omar Epps, so he used to come mm. around. I didn't like that when they were, he would come around. Really? And, uh, Why? That was a dude. <laughs> and I was like, now this was '92, so he had already yeah, he did juice. Yeah, I knew who he was. Yeah, oh, wow. he was juice on my so he would come, you know, when he would come around. He only came around a couple times, or he used to date, or I forget how it went. Yeah, that's, that was that's, like her ex-boyfriend or something wild. like that. So he, I remember he came to visit. That's dope. And I was just like, ah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, my little heart was broken. <laughs> my little heart was broke. I love me some Lauren Hill. That yeah. was, oof. That was so, okay, so... 
I was supposed to take her to my prom too. She For was real? gonna come to my prom, and I told yeah. her no at the last minute. You told you told her no. Yeah. Why'd you tell her no? I choked. <laughs> hey, it happens to the best of them. Nah, but you you know why? Cause I it was like at the cause you know what it was it was it was it was out of a defense mechanism. Cause when I asked her, cause she didn't get to go to her prom. She didn't even get to go to her graduation because we was filming Sister Act. She was a senior when we was filming Sister Act, and I remember we did like a little little fake graduation thing for her mm. on set just to wow. make her feel good wow. whoop that was whoopi's idea but look because they wouldn't let her fly back home to go to her to walk with her class wow. so um but yeah so when i had asked her like yo when i was then a senior a couple of years later after sister like, we had stayed in contact we was friends and i was like yo would you come to my prom with me mm. she was like oh my god like, she said yeah but in my mind like because she has started becoming like the fuji started like popping Okay, this was... Mona this, Lisa this was, and all that yeah, started popping. Yeah, this was before the scores. Yeah, right, so right. Mona Lisa and all that started popping. And I just... It was like, she said, yeah, but it was like, the closer it started coming, I was like, I don't want her to then pull out on me and I get my hopes all up. Gotcha. You know what I mean? And then, too, the other thing was, she was like becoming like a, like a celebrity type of thing. So I just didn't want my prom night to be... Mm. Ruined a little bit because everybody would be ah like I didn't mm. and I I didn't know how to handle At such celebrity a yeah I was still in high school I didn't know how to handle mm. that and I'm like and then if I bring her and then is it gonna be I was just all in my head mm. so I just called her and was like maybe never mind it's cool and she was she was tight I, and I didn't realize too that when she told me yeah she really was like no I'm coming I had already picked my dress and everything. I didn't realize how she was like hurt behind that, and I didn't realize that, like I, because she had kind of said like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll come, like, like whatever. And I'm Somebody, thinking like whatever, you, yeah, like, whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but when it came down yeah, to it, she was, was like, no, she was I like, really, nah, like I really was gonna come, bro, right? Because she didn't experience that herself, yeah. So she wanted to experience that with you, yeah. And I and new. I was and I was, you know, but you was kind of taken aback by it because you was overwhelmed by her own. Celebrity, yeah, so. she was really becoming like that, that, that chick, and yeah. she was a little older too. You gotta remember, she's right. two years older than so me. So, by the time of, my prom came around, she was like 20, right? So, he's kind of so like, like still it like, was like I was a little intimidated. No, like, I she was you. like a grown woman, she I was gonna you. be driving down there in her own like uh Suzuki yeah. Jeep and like whatever. She yeah. had the the, the, Zuzi, the Zuzu Trooper, okay, the Mitsubishi okay. Trooper, okay. or what. Okay. The Mitsubishi, uh, I'm not familiar with car names. Oh, oh, oh. well, I, it was, like, a, that truck was hard back in the okay, day. Like, okay. she had one, but I forget what it was called. It was the Trooper. She had one, though. Yeah, it was like, she was kind of like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Mm. Somewhat of a, of a of a celebrity, like, it was, you know what I mean? So I think I was just got a little intimidated. If I could go back and do it again, you would, I just, Of course. I mean, you know what I mean? In hindsight 2020, I mean, we all Yeah, say, I was still, like, young and young in the head and that. just a young boy. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was a little overwhelming. I never told nobody that. <laughs> but, uh... Hey. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, yeah, no, but I was telling you, you was asking me how it went. It was great. Me and Lauren was cool. Okay. Um, being in L.A. was a little hard for, you know, at first, but that shit was cool. I got my first piece of understanding of what publishing was. Mm. Um, so, how'd you, how'd you come across that? Uh, at rehearsal one day. We were rehearsing the songs for Sister Act, and then um, uh, we were rehearsing the song Joyful, Joyful. And I think we were on a break, 
and I was looking for the kid Ron, the black other black kid that would that was doing all the rapping in the movie. See, I never saw the movie. Oh, okay, okay. okay. I never saw you need to you need to do your research. Yeah, yeah I never saw you the start movie. Interviewing niggas. Well, I mean, I seen, I know you was in it, but I never actually sat there. So and tell watched. me about your book, cause I ain't read that shit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but uh, nah, but um, yeah. So so anyway, this other kid in the movie, he was like gonna supposed to do this rap part. Okay. And I went looking for him, and he was like in some side room, and he was in there, and he was in there trying to write a rap. And I was like, what you doing? He's like, oh, they want me to say a rap in the little breakdown section of this song. So I was like, what, what you got so far? And he had some little thing he was trying to rap, and I was like, nah, man, you, you should say something like this. And, you know, I just started freestyling, rapping, and I just spit the whole rap, like an eight-bar rap verse right off the top of the dome. And he was like... Write that down. I remember I literally wrote it on a napkin and just walked out the room, not even thinking nothing of it. Mm -hmm. And gave it to him. Yeah. Okay. And so he wrapped it for them and they loved it. The the producers and the you know, people in charge. So I remember my attorney called me maybe a couple days later on that week. I'm just checking up on me. How they how they treating you out there, everything good, da da da. I was like, yeah, it's real good. I was like, I wrote this little rap thing I think they're going to use in a movie. He was like, what? You did what? I was like, yeah, I wrote this little rap thing. Da, 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 da. I think they want, They said they're going to use it. He was like, hold on a second. Let me call you right back. <laughs> he called me back an hour later. And he was like, yeah, Ryan, so um, there's such thing. There's such a thing you need to know about called publishing. Publishing? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> if you write something and they use it in a movie or a recording or da 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 da, da you get paid. Really? He was like, yeah. And he got me paid. Really? Yeah, man. To this day, I get paid. So you get paid off of Sister Act 2. Believe that. <laughs> <laughs> So tell me this, so, so the old happy day, you get paid off of that. No, I didn't write that. Okay, so I you just sung that. You just sung that. Yeah. But the rap part that you wrote in the movie, you get paid off to this day. That's a beautiful thing, man. Mm -hmm. That is a beautiful yeah, thing, man. Yeah, I was publishing, boy. Man, that is a beautiful <laughs> thing, man. So that was my first little introduction in the public. So you was like, wow, okay. So at this point, you're like, wow. Okay, boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. Okay, you went uh, went went to school. You graduated from high school. Yeah, I went, and that was after the movie came out. So the movie Sister Act Two is um it 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 became more of a cult classic later. Right. It wasn't. It didn't like kill the box office. The first movie, I think Sister Act, the first one did like two fifty in the box office. The second one did like fifty. 50 million? Yeah. Okay. So, it's, you know, in comparison to the first one, it was nothing. But then, for whatever reason, as time went on, like, the DVD sale, v well, it was still VC, VHS sales, video sales. So, off, so tell me this, just, just for the people that are listening. Publishing, when it talks about that, you getting paid off of the VH1 sales, DVD sales, anytime it's being played on TNT, no, all when, that shit. When it's being played, yes. 
Cause it's perform. It's like having a song on the radio. Okay. So it's like you know Stevie Wonder writing "Ribbon in the Sky" back in 1970. Okay. He's still getting paid off that. Cause cool. it's still playing every time it wow. plays. So when they start showing it on TBS and that's showing nice. it on, and, and it's coming on reruns, reruns all the time, all the time coming on TV. And that's when it's like, yeah, yeah. okay. And so and this is this is worldwide. This is mm-hmm. they'll play since that too mm-hmm. in Africa. Mm-hmm. Shit. For the last 20, this, this year will be 25 what, years. years yeah, so 20, 24, 20 plus years. So that's where people started really, really getting familiar with it because it was coming on TV. It wasn't like when it came out in the theaters. It wasn't like, you know, X-Men or nothing like that. But um, I believe, I, I, I really do think that, because I didn't know nothing about the movie, man. Um, I As a kid, I just remember seeing little glimpses of it and seeing this black kid mm-hmm. in the movie. Mm-hmm. This black boy mm-hmm. in the movie. And I'm like, no, oh, they got a black boy in the movie. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I never sat down and watched the movie. But the part where you were singing and how they make all these memes about, mm-hmm. that's the standout mm-hmm. of the movie. Mm-hmm. That's the part everyone remembers. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel now when you see these memes and all that going on about that? How does that make you feel? Very strange because I'm so far removed from it. It was mm-hmm. so long ago in my mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way. That's almost like a girl. You know, Jaleel White. With Steve Urkel. Urkel, right, right, right. You know what I mean. Uh, you, he saw from he's so he's so far removed from Urkel. But people won't let you live it, outlive it, which is cool. It could be a little annoying sometimes, but you definitely love it because it's who you were. But obviously, you want people to know who you are now. But people, when you, it it really taught me like wow. When you coming on in someone's house, regularly on their television. Mm-hmm. They develop a connection with you mm. that you'll never understand. Mm. And you are immortalized in their eyes. They only see you as the that thing that right. you were back then. Right, right, right. Like Gary Coleman, you know what I'm saying? What you talking about, Willis? Like, yeah. he was so past that and nobody could see him other than that. Right. You are forever that. So people, you know me, oh my God, oh happy day, boy. Can you still, people ask me, can you still hit that note? That's what they want to know. And I'm like, Bro. you don't even realize that. I'm 25 years older. Yeah. I was only 16. I hadn't even really, I was a late bloomer too. I barely hit puberty. I ain't really hit puberty till I was 18. Mm. That's why I looked like 12 in the movie. Mm. I was 16. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. So, you know, um, it feels, <laughs> to see the to see the memes, it feels good. It just feels a little surreal. It's kind of like, holy shit. Like, Damn, I remember when I did yeah, that Yeah, and it's like, wow, like people are still connecting to, to that. that. Like, dog, it, it's not a day that goes by that I don't either get like recognized or somebody, <laughs> somebody's like tagging me on that meme or mm. even people I know, they, they'll text me and send, they'll send it to me like as if. Like you don't think I've ever right, seen like this seen, before? Like you've seen it before, right, right? But I realized like that's their connection mm. to it. So you know, it doesn't frustrate me anymore. I accept it. It's like you know, it's a blessing. It's a blessing that I did something that it's became a that, that iconic. Sticks. You know, that sticks because you know it's like one of those things, man. You know, like we look at pictures 
um, you know, like now, if I look at a picture of myself at 16, 15, I'm like, wow, like, I remember when I was on that too. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't have any movement pictures mm-hmm. of me at mm-hmm. 15. Maybe I do, but mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen them in a long time or whatever. So to be able to have others, strangers, mm-hmm. see your movements at 15 and it, it be embedded in their heads mm-hmm. over the years mm-hmm. and to see you now as an adult, it's kind of like, to me, that's, that's the dope part about it because it's everlasting. No matter how old you get mm-hmm. walking around this earth, mm-hmm. on TV, you're that age, mm-hmm. you're that person, mm-hmm. you're stuck in that time. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? After you're long gone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like imagine, That's the dope thing about it. You know, imagine if, you know, we've all, you know, been young and there's some videos, home videos, some funny shit about us floating around somewhere. Mm-hmm. Us in our pajamas on Christmas morning doing some stupid dance or whatever. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get you. Imagine if that video like what if what if people in your city been watching that video went viral for the last fifty for the last twenty years? Yeah. Oh, that's a little skip with the pajamas. You'd be like, Wow, like you really think Damn. that I'm still Yeah, that can you still fit those pajamas? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so it, it it's just an interesting feeling. Right. It's a very interesting feeling, you know what I mean? Like like I said, it does feel good, but then it has its moments of like, wow, like I can't even explain it, bro. I'm still getting used to it, to be honest. I'm still not used to it. Alright, so let's fast forward. Yeah. So since the act two comes out, does what it does, becomes a cult classic, blah 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 blah. All this time goes. Now from between Sister Act Two to the time, you know, the 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 Fuji's blow up, da da blah blah blah. Wyclef sees y'all, da 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 da. I try to, to go to college. Act, try to, you try to go to college. I, go, I leave college. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, what's we call it? City high. No, there's things that happen in okay. between that. So yeah. So I go to after sister act. I go back to high school. Nothing really changed. I went back home. Like I said, it ain't the movie did it cool in the theater, but it wasn't no box up box office mm-hmm. smash. So I just went back home. I was regular. You know what I mean? And I think that's what it was too. I think with the Lauren thing, even inviting her to my prom. It seemed like she was big, like it, it, it you know what I mean? Like, and I was, I was kind of like back home and normal. Now, if I'd have went back home and it had been pandemonium, then maybe I probably would have felt a little more, like, yeah, and I'm gonna show up to the prom with, you know what I'm saying? You know okay. what I mean? I went back home and it was like normal. So, mm. to it, 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 it was like, you know what I mean? I was like, damn, bring Lauren over, there, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was kind of, it was, it was, I think that's kind of what it was too. So anyway, went back to school, graduated high school. Uh, I was going on more auditions and stuff, but Mm -hmm. I, I had only landed like maybe a couple of small things. I was doing my thing in the theater world, graduated, went to, uh, Grambling, Grambling State for like. Oh, you went to Grambling? Mm Mm-hmm. For like a semester. Okay. And it was like, this ain't for me. You trying to play this thing? No, I did not. <laughs> a lot of my friends though were were obsessed with being uh, capitalists. Oh yeah. Oh, my God. We was trying to figure out the secret handshake. <laughs> Niggas swore they knew the handshake. It's very very strange. It's strange. For that real? I, yeah, like it's very strange that I know I 
a lot. Even my mentor was Kappa. Oh, you're man. Kappa. It's you're like fuck, that's, that's some funny shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's where all the jokes come from, man. You be laughing. That's what's I mean, so yeah, funny. like because so it was a lot of it was a few, quite a few at, at some pivotal times in my life. Like that's funny. Man. I got these Kappas in my life. That's you know what funny. I mean? But anyway, uh, so yeah, so went to Grambling for a little while, and it was funny. While I'm in Grambling, um, I was I had got in contact with, uh, like uh, Jazzy Jeff had a production mm. company called A Touch of Jazz. In I Philly. remember that. I remember that. Had a studio. I mean, he had like Jeanette. What year was this? Through. What year was this? 90, 95, 96, 97. That whole. So Jane already had the Mr. DJ. Hey, Mr. DJ. I think so, but yeah, like, that was that was like ninety. Hey, Mr. DJ. That's like ninety three. Yeah. So I think Jeff had, it, cause he had another studio somewhere, and then he moved to North Third Street, and then uh, so I started coming around there in ninety six, ninety six, ninety seven ish, mm-hmm. and um, but while I was in Grambling that brief semester. Two of the, uh, I had befriended two of uh, the producers under Jeff's little banner. He had he had Carvin and Ivan. He had Dre and Vidal. Me and Dre and Vidal, I got cool. So while I was in Grambling, they would be like sending me beat tapes and stuff like that. And it's like, man, you need to be here. You need in the be, mail, they would send the actual cassettes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, man, you need to. I don't know if CD burners was. They weren't. Yeah. They weren't. So it was like, um. Yeah, man, you need you need to be uh, here with us, and, you know, making music. So they were sending me beats and shit in college, and, like, that was part of real. I was like, man, I'm here. I'm in college trying to get a degree in something that I could just be doing. Mm-hmm. So left school, came back to Jersey, and um, I was doing, like, a lot of theater stuff to pay the bills, and then I was going down to, to Touch of Jazz. Rocking with, you know, Jeff had a whole little stable of young, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It was almost like Puffy with the Hitman, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Jeff was like the Philly Puffy. Mm. He was huge back then in Philly. And uh, so he had artists. I mean, you know, Jill Scott was just this little light-skinned chick coming around. Mm. Music Soul Child was just this little short dude coming around, you know what I'm saying? Bilal and any and all that. That whole Philly soul movement was just was, the homies. Was, was Jazzy Jeff? a lot of it yeah. or at least they was coming you know just coming just coming yeah. through and it was a whole it was a whole collective mm-hmm. you know what i mean so okay. just that whole energy of us hey we that was our jeff studio was our college <laughs> mm-hmm. we learned how to make beats how to cut records how to you know what i'm saying mix how to you know what i mean mm-hmm. how to make songs we learned all that and under jeff's roof you know, he opened his doors to 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 cats, and I oh, you know, I'm eternally grateful for him to him for that. So so yeah, so I was going to Jeff's, and I think my first placement while I was there um, as a songwriter. Now mm-hmm. I'm starting to like write songs. Like mm-hmm. I always wrote songs and whatever, but now it's like oh, I can write songs for things. So, uh, it was uh, this this sitcom called uh, Brother to Brother, or who was in it? Tommy Davidson, okay, and a couple other actors, Kadeem Hardison, mm-hmm. 
Those are the only two names. The other two dudes you know, I just don't know their names, but they was in a lot of that stuff in the 90s. Okay. So there was a song called Brother to Brother or something like that, and I wrote the theme song, and, mm. it, and it got placed. Mm. On, the, on the show? On the show. Yeah. So I wonder if I could find that and pull that up. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, so, so I, that was my first placement under Jeff's banner. Second placement under Jeff's banner was uh, Dave Hollister. So Dave Hollister had left Blackstreet. And um, he he was coming down to record his solo album, and I wrote a song for him that made it on his album. And then I think my third placement. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, hold on. Hold on. All right. So at this point, Dave Hollister already did Black Street uh-huh. before I let yeah. go and all that shit. Mm-hmm. He went solo. Mm-hmm. So at this point. You had did the placement for the what's it? The and movie. now here it is, mm-hmm. Dave Hollister working on his solo album, mm-hmm. Leaving Black Street. Mm-hmm. And you did wrote a song for him that's landed on that. Mm-hmm. Do you all hear this? It's 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 all about living in your journey. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So, so then I think the next guy that came down, I wrote. <laughs> so these guys are just coming through the through the spot, like Dave Hollister. You just coming by the studio. No, these were like cause Jeff had a had a full functioning studio and production company with producers and writers signed to him. I was actually signed to him as an artist, so I was gonna get he was gonna get me a deal. So once again, you know, so I was really there to be trying to work on my album. But then you know, on this like yo, we got so and so coming in. He needs, you know, he needs songs for his album. Yo, we got this opportunity to get something placed on this right. TV show. Da, da, da. You know, so right. it was just, so was Jeff just... was just lining up different little opportunities and letting little niggas get in pocket. He had his squad of little young guns coming with that heat. And Jeff, Jeff was Jazzy Jeff. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Parents just don't understand. Yeah, it was he like, just, like I said, puffing the hitmen. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, we was Jeff's little hitmen. You know what I mean? And so... And he was grooming us and developing us, you know what I mean, into being real producers and writers and stuff like that. So, um, and he had a couple of artists signed to him, this dude named Valvin. They was doing his album at the time. Um, I think, I don't think he had Jill signed at that particular time. Glenn Lewis, I don't think, was there at that yeah. time either. But, did, you know, a lot of that was coming, you know, in the it works. Brewing, it was brewing. So anyway... Uh, did Dave Hollister then Darius Rucker from Hootie and the Blowfish the mm. singer I wrote his first single off of his first album he left the group and he did his first solo he oh, wanted to do shit. an R&B album cause he was coming from Hootie and the Blowfish which right. was rock so he wanted to do an R&B album you wrote that and it placed uh-huh. it was his first single it came out how did that do that's an interesting question I don't know that's an interesting you, question I mean, I mean I know you see you see publishing from that yeah, but it was so old, so long ago. I don't remember it being like, ah! I think, you know what it was? Fans, I think, were a little conflicted with him coming from right. Hootie, and he was trying to do R&B. Wow. I think, I don't know how, if it was, you know what I'm saying? So, um, that was, yeah, those was the first couple of ones. And then, uh, and then Will did um, Men in Black, the movie Blew up like crazy that summer. The single "Here Come Men in Black" sold like double platinum. And then shortly after that, uh, Will came. Like, well, basically off of that whole success of that and yeah. that whole summer and whatever. I remember that. Will, um, 
came to Jeff and was like, yo, um, I think I'm going to do a comeback album. So this was his comeback album from uh, Pan... What, what was the album before that? This was his Whatever first. Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince last album was. This was his first solo. Rap anything. Uh, okay, Remember yeah, Will yeah. went and did Fresh Prince? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was it. Yeah. So, so, so from 89. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. When rap went gangster, that was the end of Fresh Prince. Yeah, yeah. He was doing TV. Bad Boys and yeah. all that shit. Okay. He did TV and then he did... Uh, Made in America, I think, was the first yeah, movie. Yeah. And then he did. Bad Boys. Uh, right. No, he did uh, uh, Six Degrees. Yeah. And then Bad Boys. Then Bad, Bad Boys, Boys and then Independence Day. Yeah. And then he did Independence yeah. Day. And then he was the action guy. Right. And, and then, then he did Black. Black. Was 90, what, 8? Was it? Yep. Yeah. Something like that. So then he's coming back now to rap. Right, right, right. Okay. So he came down to, to, to Jeff, obviously, his best friend, like, yo. Got this deal with Sony, Tommy Mottola, gave me the Sony jet to fly around in. I want to do an album, and you my man, like, what's up? Let's get what it, like, got? how we, what yeah, you what got you got for me? So Jeff was playing him, you know, a lot of our stuff and the stuff that we had, and he was playing him stuff off of my album, um, the album that, you know, I was recording to get myself a solo deal. And he heard one of my songs, and he wanted it. He Which wanted was it. what? It was this song called I Loved Her. Okay. And uh, so he he uh He was rapping? Yeah, and singing. Okay. Which was like unheard of back then. Okay. That was like not the cool thing to do. Okay. So, so that was that singing. was the ironically that was the thing that was my Achilles heel in trying to get a record deal because record labels ain't understand what to do with me. He's like he's dope, but like is he a rapper or is he a singer? Mm. It's like what do you mean? He does both. Like, I would rap and then sing the hook and then rap the verse. Like, pretty much what is the standard now. I was doing that shit when it wasn't cool. And I couldn't get a record deal because of it. How about that? Couldn't get a record deal because I could rap and sing. do both. It was like, pick a lane. Now, that is the lane. <laughs> the universe is something, man. So, anyway, so Will heard it. Damn, who was that? Who was that? that rapping? Oh, this kid named Ryan. We got who? Who's who's singing on the chorus? Oh, that's him. He's singing the chorus too. Yeah. What the? Like you know what I mean? So Will heard the song, loved it, wanted to record it. So Will, uh, Will recorded it, loved it. He loved my vibe and was like, "Yo, man, he kept you on it." Mm, yes, he did end up keeping me on it. Mm. He was gonna, he was gonna, um, he was like, he was gonna try to get some other R&B, you know, somebody big name mm -hmm. to do it, but he ended up keeping me on it. So. And that was on the album? Yeah. For real? Uh-huh. That was on his Big, comeback album? Yeah, Big Willie style. Same and, album with Getting Jiggy With It. And, and you're that. singing on the hook? Yeah. For real? Mm -hmm. Okay. I did four songs on that album. So you did four songs on Big Willie style? Mm-hmm. Okay. What four songs were those? I Loved Her. Don't say nothing. I think a song called Candy in Miami. Miami. Welcome to Miami. Yeah. All right, so y'all hear that? Ah, nah, you <laughs> like they in the box. <laughs> uh, this nigga yeah. did Miami. Yeah. This nigga wrote now. Nah, okay, so now we go from the publishing on Sister Act Two. Mm -hmm. Now you seeing this. Motion from Will Smith, nigga, motherfucking 
Fresh Prince, nigga. What was that like? What was that vibe like at that point where you was like, what, nigga? I that was I I didn't really that didn't really hit me right away because I remember when Jeff called me with the idea of giving Will my song. I was like, no. Mm. I was like, you know, rap had changed. I was like the Fresh Prince, like you know what I mean, like. Mm. He's corny, like, I don't want him to take him, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, it was like all about Biggie and, you know what I mean, Rockefeller and Nas, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, uh, Jeff was like, um, he was, I'm, you know, taught me a very valuable lesson. He was like, Ryan, you're a songwriter, you know? And he was like, you're gonna write more songs. Don't get so married to these songs. Back then, I was like, you know, like, this is my deal. This is my songs for my album. So, I remember, I was like, all right, fine. He can record it, but I got to be there. Like, I don't know. what I, was. I wasn't even thinking about him being, because he was huge, but he was like, man, you know, here comes the man in black. Like, that wasn't hard in the street. That was right, just, right, you know what right, I mean? Right, so, right, I wasn't, right, like, right, right, impressed. Right, right. No, I, I know. You, you know what I mean? I'm, I know, yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of like, all right, well, all right, cool, whatever. So, and like I said, I back then I'm singing, nigga, and I was spitting, I was rapping, nigga, I rap too, like. So you know when you, so when you did Miami, you had the song. You nah, think, okay. nah, I had never even been to Miami. Well, we came that up was, with that together. Okay. Yeah, no, nah, that that came along a little later. Yeah. So this first song I had the it was love, my song. I loved her. Okay. That was my song. Yeah. So I came down to the studio. I remember I met him. And when I met him, I just remember thinking, wow, you're, you're not as tall as I thought you would be. <laughs> like, he didn't look as uh, bad boy. Yeah, he didn't look like that. He just looked like a regular dude. <laughs> and, and he was really cool, super chill. And um, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I was, I was, I don't know. I don't know where my head was at. I wasn't, I don't, I don't know. But anyway, I was just yeah, so it didn't hit me. It didn't hit me. That, man? Yeah, it didn't hit me that I was working with Will Smith. Right. Until I he was like, "Yo," because right he finished that one song, and then he was like, "Yo, man, you think you can write me another one?" And I was like, "Yeah." And it, I was like, uh, "What you want to talk about? What you wanted to be about?" And then he was, I think he was just like, I don't know, man, you know, like a lot of people just be saying things that are just telling people, you know what I mean? Like basically stop hating them or some shit. Mm. So I wrote a song called Don't Say Nothing. Like if you ain't got nothing good to say, don't say nothing type of thing. And I wrote it like on the spot. Like, you know what I'm saying? And like so co-produced. Co no, me and, me and one of Jeff's producers got together and came up with the track and, and I wrote the song. And, and then uh, Will came in and uh, he loved it. He loved it, so he recorded it. So both of y'all was good. Like he, the producer, he's like bad. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so so, Will recorded it, and then um, he was like, "Yo, um, read me another." He was one. like, "Yeah." He was like, "Yo, I'm going. I'm going out to L.A. to go work with uh, like Warren G. and Snoop and and uh, he was like, "You you you know." You want to come with me? And I was like, yeah, sure, you know. So he's like, all right. I was like, so, uh, and I'm, this is when I knew, okay, this is different. This is Will Smith. Because I was like, all right, well, um, I had a little girlfriend at the time that I was living with. Well, she was living with me. And I was like, um, I was like, all right, well, so I got to get like a plane ticket or whatever. I got to go home, talk to my girl. He was like, nah, like, like right now. 
I was like, what you mean right now? <laughs> He's like, yeah, we're gonna leave like like tonight, like like right now. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh man, because I'm thinking like, oh, you want me to like get flight, da da da, like well, who do I talk to with my flight arrangements, da da da. He like, no, like we're gonna leave right now. I was like, what you talking about? And so I was like, man, but well, I gotta at least talk to my girl first, whatever. So uh, he's like, all right, cool. Well, uh, you let me know, and da da da, whatever. So I think what happened. So so I ended up. Uh, he's like, all right. He ended up staying an extra day or something like that, and we left the next day. Mm-hmm. And we got on that private jet. That's when I was like, oh. Okay, that was my first time on the private jet. And he was like, yeah, me, Will, Jada Pinkett, his new little girlfriend at the time, wow. Jada Pinkett. Jason's yeah. lyric. Jason's lyric, Jada Pinkett. Menace of Society. You know, Lauren Hill was up for that role. They wanted Lauren Hill. She turned it down. For Jason's lyric? Yup. She turned it down. She didn't want to do the sex scene. Mm. You see what I'm saying? This is the Lauren. Like, I'm like, she's turning movies down. Like, so we was like, ah, she was a star, nigga. At that time. Yeah. She was a Man. star. Remember, she called me like, you think I should do this movie? They want to do this sex scene. And they said they would use a body double, but I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. I remember her calling. We talking about it. Damn. She was a star. So anyway. Uh, so anyway. So yeah, so 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 the Will's- So Will are flying out to L.A. on the PJ. And... Flew out and went to his crib. And it's funny because now I live 10 minutes from that airport. We landed with that Damn. private jet airport that we landed at. Yeah. I drive past that airport all the time. I think about that. Like my first time landing here was with Will Smith jumping in the, lim- in the limo with me and Will. Damn. And Jada. Going out to his crib. And uh, so he's like, yeah, okay, this is Will Smith. Like, I'm- Even then, it was still a little, like, what the fuck is happening? So, flew out. It's kind of like, why did, why you? Like, why, you I know just didn't saying? understand it. I just didn't understand it, and I don't know. I, I, I don't know, bro. I was just never really like a thirsty tube, so yeah. I just never really was, oh my gosh, like I just kind of always, I was just raised a certain right, way. Right, just like, oh god, yeah, it's yeah, cool. Like, yeah, back, yeah. Act like, you, act like yeah. you've been somewhere, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so yeah, we flew out, <laughs> right, so we flew out, then we go to, um, we flew out, then we go to, um, go to the crib, I stayed at the house. And uh, we end up we end up flying. I mean, we end up going to work with uh, Warren G, Snoop Dogg. Snoop was riding around in the bulletproof minivan. This was this was still the East Coast at coming. You know, East Coast West Coast was still a little. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's funny. I remember I ran and puffed on an elevator with Will. So funny. Anyway, so then we worked with them out in L.A. And then so, we so, flew. So, so they were on that album too? Mm-mm, nah. Those songs didn't make it? Mm-mm. He was just trying to get some West Coast feel. He was working with everybody. He was just trying to see what was, yeah. was going to stick. So we left LA. He's like, yo, I'm going to New York to work with the Trackmasters, Tony Pope. Got back on that PJ. Flew out to New York. Yeah. Worked. That was when I met Tony Pope. That was when we did Miami. And the other song, Candy. 
and Nas was writing for him too. So Nas would be in one studio writing, and I would be in the other room writing. Nas wrote Men in Black, Nas and, and I think Nas wrote Getting Jiggy with it. So Nas wrote Men in Black, uh-huh. and he wrote Getting Jiggy. Yep. All right. So at the what hit le- factory in New York. At the hit factory in New York. So what led to okay now boom city high. Well, Wyclef. So, so <clears throat> I was signed to Jazzy Jeff as an artist still. Right. Did the Will Smith stuff, but the Will Smith stuff hadn't come out yet. So I just wrote it, worked with him, and then that was the end of that. Mm. And then, uh, so it was kind of like it was just okay. I did that. It's done. And then back to my normal life. Wow. So. Um, so you so those types of things were you, um, paid up front no, for, or it was no, just like you no. just do it. So I didn't know. I didn't know if the album was gonna come out and break. I didn't know what wow. was gonna happen. And you know, just after you finish working with somebody, it's not like the shit comes out that next week. It's still time, and you know what I mean. But, so, no, but it was no type of might this, been a, I this type of thing you know what I'm saying artists want to know songwriters want to know this type of thing do you get paid up front for those types of services or is this just you just kind of no. go with the fact I mean at this, sta- at, this, at this stage in my career now, now I can start to demand a fee up but, front yeah but back then it's Will Smith you're like fuck it I'm just rolling with yeah. whatever the fuck is yeah. going on or, okay. I mean, just record labels don't pay you like that once you start making a name for yourself and you, you know, then you can start demanding some shit like that. But just the way the music business is designed and set up, they want you to do everything for free in hopes of it blowing up. It's just the way the business is. It's whack. So, work with Will. That's done. Now I'm back to working on my shit, whatever, whatever. So I ask, um, I mean, so Jazzy Jeff's supposed to be getting me a record deal, but like I said, I was having a hard time getting me a record deal. They didn't know what to do with me. So during that time, so I finished working with Will, but his album hadn't dropped yet. Um, Jazzy Jeff can't get me no record deal. I'm kind of stuck in the middle. I don't know what's going on. My girlfriend at the time was pregnant with my daughter. I was like, oh man, I'm hurting. And uh Dang. Yeah, yeah, that made yeah. So my girlfriend was pregnant with my daughter. So then uh I had already knew well, okay, so my I reconnect with my old manager, my first manager, because we had parted ways. After the sister. one that was that got you in the yeah, audition. We had parted ways after Sister Act and all that. We had parted ways. So we ended up reconnecting. So when I met up with him, he was like, yo, man, how you been? You know, blah, 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 blah. So then he's like, yo, I'm working with this kid you went to school with. This kid named Robbie. I was like, oh, Robbie, yeah. He was a couple of years younger than me. In high school, so I was like, "Oh yeah, I know him." He's like, "Yeah, singing dude." Da, 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 da. He said, "Well, look, man, I'm, I'm working, you know, with some partners of mine, Blase, Blase, and uh, Wyclef Jean just signed him." Mm. I was like, "Yeah, and so this is after the score, 
This is after Wyclef Carnival, mm. staying live. Wyclef mm. was, you know, he was the mm. man. This is after Destiny's Child. No, 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 mm. no. Wyclef was the man. This is after Nas and Lauryn Hill, if I ruled the world. So the Fugees are huge. Wyclef is huge. Um, the Fugees had broken up, though. So he was like, yeah, Wyclef signed this kid. He was like, but, you know, he needs some songs. You should come do write some songs for him. So I was like, all right, you know. I knew Robbie, but we wasn't like friends or nothing. We just knew each other from uh, from high school. So I linked up with Robbie, and then I start going to the studio with him, writing songs for him, for his little solo album, whatever, with Wyclef. So one day Rob was like, yo, man, you should come to the studio with me. I got to go meet with Wyclef and Jerry Wonder. Uh, they want me to sing you know, sing sing some vocals and help write or something, sing vocals, backgrounds on, on this Whitney Houston song they're working on, which was My Love Is Your Love. Okay. You know, my love is your love and your love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I go to the studio with Robbie. Now, mind you, I already knew Wyclef through Lauren Hill, Sister Act and all of that. I had already met Wyclef, I think, at Lauren's baby shower. Me and Wyclef... I battled Wyclef outside, you know, really? like, yeah, like at the baby shower, because the baby shower was like at her crib, and me and Clef and Prize and John Forte, we was in the front yard battling. I don't dig Van Dyke. Yeah, so surprise. So I already knew Wyclef. He knew what he knew what I was capable of, whatever. So when we get to the studio, we get to the studio, and um, well, I, I, I come walking in. So as soon as Clef saw me, he like, oh shit, what up, my world? He's like, yo, he's like, yo, you the songwriter that's been working with Robbie? I was like, yeah. He was like, yo, this nigga. So he dapping me up. He like, yo, this nigga right here, this little nigga right here, yo, this nigga battled me for two hours at Lauren's baby shower. Like, this nigga rap his ass off. Da 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 da. da. So he showed me mad love. So I was just sitting there chilling, and he working on the song. And uh, and and he was like, "Yo, you want to jump on this? Just sing some background." I was like, yeah. "This was the Whitney." Yeah, she wasn't there or nothing. He was working on it. Mm. Um, I don't even know if it had her vocals on it yet. Mm. But um, he's like, "Yeah, this for Whitney Houston." So I'm like, "Oh, okay." And he was just like, uh, "So I sang like some background harmonies and stuff like that." He was just like, "Damn, nigga." So you get publishing off the Whitney Houston? No, book. I didn't oh, write anything oh, on that. Okay. No. I just sang some backgrounds. Okay. So he's just stacking. He's just adding different vocals. Okay. You know what I mean? So okay. he's just like, yo, you want to jump on this? You know, do some background, do some harmonies. Gotcha. So so I jump on it, just sang some stuff. And then he was like, yo, man, dang, you still dope, man. What's going on with you? Like, you ain't got no record deal now? Like, what's, what's up? What you doing, man? You know I got my label now, blah, 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 blah. So I was like, yeah, man. I said, you know, I'm signed with Jazzy Jeff, but... He having a hard time with getting me a deal. And I was like, I just finished working with Will Smith. And he like, nigga, Will Smith is, Will, that's my phone. He's like, Will Smith is uh, uh, Jazzy Jeff's best friend, nigga. They can't get you no record deal. So, um, so I was like, I was like, yeah, man, you know what I mean? It's just, I don't know what's going on, whatever, da, 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 da. So he was like, um, man, you need to come over here with us. You know what I mean? And this was during, this was at the end of my, my, so my deal was about to be up with Jazzy Jeff in like the next month and a half. 
So I was like, well, look, man, if he can't get me no situation by the end of the year, my deal is up with him and then I can do whatever. And uh, Jeff was, I mean, uh, Wyclef was like, yeah, man, you come over here and rock with us, man. I'll put some money in your pocket, blah, 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 you know what I mean? So I needed the bread and Jeff couldn't make nothing happen, so I went and signed with Wyclef. And when I was signed with Wyclef, because uh, he was like, yo, man, you and Robbie got such a dope chemistry in the studio, and y'all bounce off each other, da 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 He was like, y'all should maybe be a group, like on some Casey and JoJo shit. <laughs> so that's how City High originally, okay. City High was originally me and Robbie. Okay. And then uh, Claudette was just, we just had her singing on that hook of that one song. What song? What would you do? Our first uh, sing. So that originally, that was just. It was really me and him. That's why me and him are singing the verses. Mm. We had her kind of just like featured on the hook. But when Wyclef and them heard it, they was like, yo, who's that on the hook? And then we like, oh, Claudette, da 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 And they was like, well, really, where's she at? So when she came to the studio, they saw her. They're like, oh my God, y'all should be a trio. So it went from like, he was a solo Ooh. artist to we was a duo to like, now he's a trio. Wow. First it was like, yo, you solo artist, nigga, you gonna be like the new Maxwell. Then it was like, nigga, y'all two should be a group. Y'all be like Casey, Casey and JoJo. Jojo. I was like, yo, y'all should be a trio. Y'all gonna be the next Fugees. It just kept getting like, you know what I'm saying? So wow, so that's so that that, that okay. So the what's what called that? What would you do? Yeah, that was yeah. the both of y'all on the song, and she was on the hook. Just I, singing I, the hook. Okay, okay. Yeah. Wow. So, boom, City High. Now City High blows up. Yeah, it did pretty good. Blows up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, me coming from St. Louis, the song was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think wasn't there another song too? Was another single that came out after that? I think. Yeah, came out. Yeah, and then after that, just boom. Yeah, and then it broke up. Yo. Now, from that point, now it was like, okay, now what? Now, at this point, this was like 2001, 2002. The group officially broke up in... It was like really over in... Okay, so it was over in 03. The whole run was like from 99. Cause that album came out in yeah, 01. 01, so yeah. from like 99 to 03 was like the full. Okay, yeah. 99, so about, what's that, two years? 99 to 03 is what, oh, three years? years. Three, like, four 99, years. nah. Yeah, 99 to 03. Oh, yeah, 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 yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So in 03, boom. Now here we come with confessions. Yeah, so so the group was I was living in Miami at the time. And now at this time, uh, by this time, Will Smith's album comes came out, out, popped off, popped off. You like, oh <laughs> I shit! Really didn't have to yeah, do no, that no, deal. No, now let's go really, back to that. Yeah, right, really, right. Now let's go back shit, to that. That real shit quick. came out and blew up so big. I right. Now let's go back I to really that. Really didn't have to do so, this. So so yeah. so that came out before the group started popping off with the right after. It seemed like right after I signed the contract with. with with Clef. Yeah. And Clef, you know, they gave me my little advance. Yeah. And we became a group officially. And yeah. they, they even had to restructure his deal from being a solo artist, Robbie, to now we're a group. Okay. So by the time all that paperwork is done and it's official and we're a group, uh-huh. and we're, it was like, nigga, getting jiggy with it came out. Boom! 
number one. And then all the singles started coming out. And it was all big. And then Miami comes out. Boom! Now, 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 how long, now, how long after when you recorded those songs to this point, how long was that time span? At least a year. At least a year. At least a year. Probably Damn. a bit longer. Damn. From that until Miami coming out, from recording until Miami coming out was like a year and a half, I feel like. It was forever. Because I didn't even know if any of my songs was going to, because I didn't do Jiggy with it. And there was another, so they put out a single called Cruising. The first single that they put out on the album, Ain't do nothing, and that scared me. It was called Cruising. I think I remember that. And he was in this car, and the car transformed. I think I remember that. Shit was whack, and I was like, "Oh man, this album might be whack." So I was kind of happy, like, "Man, I'm glad I did." You know what I'm saying? I'm glad I did the little deal or whatever. But then, but then, freaking uh, get jiggy with it. Get jiggy with it came out. That was Nas. Yeah, and that shit. He was like. I mean, the album, that made, I mean, the single was huge, and the album was selling, but it, they didn't put out my song. I'm still right, waiting so for one of my joints. Yeah. So I'm still in Miami. That wasn't, that was, they put out, you know, after getting jiggy with it, they put out a song, I think, Just the Two of Us, and then they put out Cruising, Jiggy, yeah, Just the Two of Us, and then I guess Miami. Miami. When that so, shit, so yeah, and that, that shit was big. Party in this video, they hit his own all night. I'm gonna be the big dumb. I'm gonna be the Man, that, that, listen, that yeah. song, that was, what was that, summer 2000? Had to be. Yeah, so that, so this was before the City High shit. Before the album, yeah. Okay, so you was riding off that wave off and that. Them checks had started coming in. They started coming in. Them checks had started coming shit. in. So while we're it's like, like while, we're like, while, we're, nah, while we're like, while we're not, while we're, here's the crazy, while we're recording the City High album and trying to just get City High off the ground, I was like, <laughs> iced out. <laughs> Different rollies every day, or if it's at one point, at one point, at one point, Clef was like, "Yo, nigga, like, how you a new artist, but you got on just as much jewelry as me?" He said that, like, he said that one time, like, you know what I mean? And uh, he was like, "So, I mean, but if I, I guess if I'd have held out, if I'd have held out and said, nah, I don't want, you know, I don't want to be in no group, you know, I'm cool, I'm gonna just keep pursuing my solo things. If I'd have waited." I wouldn't be in no city high, and I'd have just, I, who knows what my life would have been? Cause money would have started coming in. I wouldn't have needed to sign with White Clef. It would have mm. just been a whole nother. I would love to look. If, if man, if, I know just. The, I would uh, love to see some alternate endings yeah, yeah, of, yeah. Of, of some things yeah, in, yeah, in my yeah. life. Some decisions. Like what would my life have been? You know. But your life is what it is and I yeah. mean it's, it's still great no I'm, no I'm not I'm not taking but just, away but from just it. the it's alternate just, it's just trippy not endings but just yeah. alternate routes just parallel yeah. you know but you know that's a whole nother interview okay so yeah. boom how did it go to the so so anyway so, whole yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why I was like it should be like yeah. six hours long <laughs> <laughs> go into all that yeah, yeah nah so 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 real quick so, how did it go to the so yeah so City High we toured we was nominated for a Grammy you know, we did really well. We toured. We went, we, we, you know, toured Europe and toured the states and all of that stuff. We did really good. Then we were going in to record our second album. So this is 2000, end of 2002, going into 2003. Um, but the group was on rock, rocky ground. We was breaking up. We wasn't getting along. I had started dating a girl in the group. 
She was pregnant. It just was getting it just was getting complicated. So um, we caught we was I was living in Miami, but I was staying in New York because we were recording uh, the second album. And but the group it was falling apart. So we recorded a whole second album. It right. never it never came out. A whole album. Mm-hmm. We did a whole album. It wasn't that good though. I don't think so. Not as good as the first album, but. What what did that first album ended up doing? Did it go gold or? Yeah, we went gold. We went gold. Um, we almost uh just shy of platinum. It's probably platinum now, but we is like literally just shy of a million records. So um, total or worldwide, we sold over a million, but stateside we were just shy of a million. Okay. So anyway, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so so I'm living in Miami, staying in New York. Right, right. So I'm staying in New York. So so then uh, uh, I get a call from my man Dre, from Dre McDowell. You know, used to be with Jazzy Jeff and them. So they wasn't with Jeff no more. And um, it was just like, yeah, we doing our own thing now. Me and the Dow, blah 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 blah. Mind you, he had did butterflies for Michael Jackson. Mm. They did uh, all that music, Soul Child. Dre and Dow. Yup. Jill they Scott. Did, they did the, the Butterflies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Butterflies, Glenn Lewis, Jill Scott, Music Soul Child. So this is like, uh, what's, this, what's this, like 01, 02? No, 2003. Mm, okay. Yeah, this, they had already did it. They already did that. Okay, so yeah. 03. Okay. So 03, I remember going to the uh, top of 03. Uh, Dre was like, yeah, man, I got this new crib. In Philly studio, blah blah blah. You should come down, man. Let's work. Let's work like how we used to work. You know what I mean? So we link up and we get in the studio. And first song we came up with was ended up being "Superstar," that went on Usher's Confessions album. How did that song go? I'll be your groupie, baby, cause you are my superstar. I'm your number one fan, I'll give you an autograph, sign it right here on my heart. Had the Willie Hutch sample. And uh so we sampled that, whatever, did the record. And I remember my man Dre was like, yo man, I think this shit'll be hard for Usher. This is Usher after he did 80701, so Usher was in between. Mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake had just came out. 8701, that was a, you remind me of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Justin Timberlake just came out with the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Justin Timberlake was crushing it. Yeah, Matter of yeah. fact, Justin had Cry Me a River yeah, and all that. Yeah, so yeah. Usher was in between albums. Gotcha. Justin was popping. Gotcha. So I remember my man Dre was like, yo, I think this would be dope for Usher. And I was just like, ah, you know, whatever. Okay, cool. So. So you sung it. It was all done. Yeah, I referenced, demoed it up. Yeah, we did that in Philly. And he sent it to L.A. Reid. I guess they had some connections with L.A. Reid. So they took a meeting. I guess L.A. heard it, loved it. And he flew us to Atlanta to go work with Usher. And that was uh, April of 03. Mm. So went down to Atlanta. Usher recorded Superstar. And then we started working on other songs. And we ended up doing Caught Up. And then we did another song called uh, Come Follow Me. We did a bunch of songs, but those was the three that and made So made when you up. when like life fans is caught up, the caught up uh-huh. in the feeling, caught yeah. up. Is he in the studio with you 
when you're so you just you just do the song, you record it, boom boom, and then he he came to the studio later. And he right? listens to it. And he, he didn't like this song either. Mm. Took us like three days to convince him to record it. You know, I mean, three days of just hanging out, kicking it, partying mm-hmm. with him, mm-hmm. playing it over and over and over and over and over. Of and your over. version. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then he finally was like, all right, I'll cut it. And he recorded it and uh, came out really dope. So, those songs was, was recorded. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Confessions was recorded. Now, you know how we talked about before when you, you know, you when you did Will Smith's stuff. Now, from the time you record it to the time it comes out. So, this is April 03. When, how long from that time when you recorded these records that they actually come out and you're like, whoa. Came out in like March of 04. So, like a year later. About a year. So, in that time span of you between that, what were you, how was things for you during that time? Life was good. We was working, I was working with a bunch of people. Ruben Stutter, Tyrese, Genuine. Okay. Uh... Shit, you know everybody. Who's <laughs> <laughs> working with everybody? Dope, dope. Yeah. So, so. A. Marie, Sunshine Anderson, Donnell Jones, and the, and the Mario. Song, and these songs on the albums. Yeah. yeah. Dope. So, boom, Usher's album comes out. Mm-hmm. Is that the one that does 10 million? Those diamonds? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, now a million the records fuck? the first week. How many? A million. Okay. So, when that album come out, how the fuck was that off of um, the Lil John single? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. That was based off. Okay, mm-hmm. that and then how was that? That that time period for you when that album comes out and because this this album was like moving for like the, like two years yeah. straight. It was crazy. I mean, Usher was a rock star. And yeah, it just was amazing. It was just like. It was like the Will Smith thing all over again. Wow. You know? To to have something that you just kind of worked on, to just see it just kind of go off like that is just kind of... And you watching the nigga that you was just in the studio with, and it was kind of... Y'all was just kicking it and drinking together, hanging out, kicking it at the crib, you know, partying in the club, whatever. And now this nigga's on every TV station talk. You know what I mean? Wow. It's just like... Wow. <laughs> wow just to see you know mm-hmm. it's just kind of it's amazing but do you ever look at it like damn like these these people that I've you know gained you know what I'm saying trust with friendships with does it make you look at yourself like damn well maybe I'm in that same I wish. I mean, I wish. I wish I did, but just the type of person that I am, no, it didn't make me think that. But that's just the type of person I am. I kind of always. I don't know. I. I just would play the background. I'm like, I would play the back. Like I would never think of myself like, like, like that. You know. Although I should have probably been thinking like that. You know what I mean. So after Confessions album drops, it does. It's 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 very successful. Now what do you do? Uh, let's see, confessions. Oh um, four, I oh uh, yeah, confessions came out. I ended up getting married the first time to my uh, to the <coughs> girl that was in the group with me. We got married, and I kind of and I I was I was working yeah just working with a bunch of different artists at that time. Mm-hmm. 
Genuine, Tyrese, um, Charlie things, Wilson. Did, did things ever seem to a point where it slowed down? Things started to slow down a little bit in Philly because I was living in Jersey. I had moved back to Jersey from Miami and I got married and I was working with Dre Vidal in Philly. And then um, I was working on uh, the girl from my group. She had a solo deal with the same label. The group broke up, but they kept her as a solo artist. So then I started working on her solo album. And um, we was working on that for quite a while. with Trackmasters was doing half of the album and then Dre Vidal was doing like half the album and then we started working with Brian Michael Cox and he had had success with the Mary J. Blige Can I live be without you baby so that was around that time what year was this this was 05, 06 mm. so started working with Brian and then the whole industry had kind of shifted to Atlanta that was during that time when Atlanta started blowing the up. The Laffy Taffy, all that mm-hmm. shit. So all of that started popping off. Um, and then and then just even like the business was, we was coming out of that Neo Soul and that whole Philly vibe and it was more like Atlanta, you yeah. know what I mean? The Lil Sierra, Lil John, and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had worked with, during that time I had worked with Chris Brown on his first. When he first came out? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and so, then I moved to Atlanta, packed up my little family, and we moved to Atlanta. And I was living in Atlanta, and then I started working on a, a, a I, I called myself, I was working on my own album, <laughs> again. Still on that journey. Still on that, that journey, for, for, bruh. For that, for that solo album. Still on that journey, bruh. I promise you, it's gotta happen. It's on my bucket list. I don't know when. Um, I really don't know, bruh. Like, it's like, it's, I don't know what 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 stars need to be aligned for it to happen. I really don't at know. Least, at I least don't one know of them to come what, out. What, what and I really don't know. Like what what is God's? What how do you want me to do this? You want me to be a fifty year old jazz artist? Like maybe I don't know. I don't know. But um, I, it, and honestly, it doesn't even matter to me. It doesn't matter when it happens. But it's that's gonna happen. It's on my bucket list. Yeah, it's gonna happen. So yeah, 06, 05, 06, I was working on these are the MySpace days. Gotcha. I was working on my solo project again. Um, I did a project. Didn't really pan out. I was working in Atlanta. Me and Usher had became really good friends. Our kids was going to the same school. We was hanging out. But then things got rocky in both of our marriages. So he wasn't really recording like that. He was going through his divorce. I was going through a breakup of my own. And uh, this was like what? 07. 07, 08. Things got a little crazy. And then uh, everything kind of just went to shit in Atlanta broke up, me and my wife broke up, and my mom had passed away, uh, and then I moved out to LA, and I'm in May of 2009, and I've been in LA ever since, and then I met this nigga named Skipper the Flipper, <laughs> Skipper B, aka Big Brother, who that, 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 who
Yeah, so since I've been in LA for the last, coming up on what, eight, nine years now, you know, it just was a lot of rebuilding. I feel like, I feel like hearing your story, it's like, it's been like a lot of self building within yourself, man. Like, mm-hmm. like, like a lot of, it's not even about the public. Mm-hmm. It's more for the soul. That's yeah. what I feel. Yeah. The energy I get from like hearing just like your your story and hearing what it is you, you're talking about and, and and seeing where you are now. It's like more of a a soul a soul building spiritual enhancement. And it's like it's kind of like you needed to get away. Like we talked about before, you need to get away from just everything and just kind of mm-hmm. really confide to. Mm-hmm. To just you mm-hmm. still working, mm-hmm. but not dealing with a lot of the outside world of things. Yeah, I was thinking about that today, actually. Interesting you say that because even hearing you say that, it's like something in my spirit lights up. Yeah. Because out of all of this stuff, that, out of everything that happened, and like even when you ask me, Yo, yeah, where was your head at when you was working with this? Why was it, you know, like, I would be more interested in what I was reading in Proverbs or like what Solomon was talking about. And I would be more trying to mimic what I was reading in that than caring about who I was working with and how I could finagle that situation or parlay that into another situation and how I could blow up even more and you know what I mean I was just always it's just always been not to say I wasn't you know present I mean I worked my ass off I got the plaques to prove it like I I put up my numbers I was you know what I'm saying I worked on my craft and I still do to this day but if you ask me my priority is like my soul journey just always seems to come first. It just always does. You know what, man? I I, I know. I, and in different things that I come across, like I think about you in, in a sense because I remember how you, you know, when you say, man, you know, you just work on something and you just keep it pushing to the next, mm-hmm. and you don't think about it too hard. You just kind of. I don't know, man. It's 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 like it's a more of a it's more of a mature way of thinking from yeah. a self-evaluating perspective. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Running into you. Yeah. For those that don't know, you know, we're just gonna just I'm gonna just explain how we met. Mm-hmm. So I was um, what's we call it? Um, me and my homeboy Jax, we went to this burrito spot around the corner and had something to eat. And we were leaving the spot, went down the street to 7-Eleven to get some cookies and shit. And the whatchamacallit, uh, uh, they didn't have the cookies. So I was like, man, fuck it, man. I'm gonna go down the street to this other 7-Eleven and get cookies. When I went to that 7-Eleven, I walked inside, I see this nigga, you know what I mean? And I'm like, what the fuck? This, this and, I was, and I just so happened to I think I was like looking him up on, I ran across his name and looked him up on Wikipedia the day before. So I was like, what are the odds of this? So our relationship has been a lot about 
signs and just, you know what I'm saying, more deeper meaning than music. Music has been a factor, but it's more so just a deeper meaning of why is this? A deeper thinking, a deeper sense, you know what I'm saying? Because it's how we met, you know what I mean? Um, and, you know, just on the fact of him being who he is and, and, and it's just an honor, you know what I'm saying, to be able to sit here and to be able to interview you, you know what I mean? Um, and to be able to, um, you know what I'm saying, connect with you, you know what I'm saying? And for you to be able to sit here and lounge with Skip, hmm. you feel me? You hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, so where, where do you plan on going for the future? Since we, we're here now, you know what I'm saying, you, you, know, you, 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 you told your story, where do you plan on going from here? When's the solo album coming out? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. Um, well, right now I just started releasing some singles. Dropped the Icarus song. I put out another song called Repeat History. Mm. I plan on putting So out. that's out? Repeat History yeah. been out. It is? It been out. Hold on, that's the one with the... Uh, uh, hold on, sing, sing a little bit of it. Ain't nobody leaving. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody going nowhere. Yeah, yeah. That's the shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's out? Mm-hmm. It's on Spotify though? Mm-hmm. Really? It's been out. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. so, so okay. uh, I, um, that's the shit. Make sure y'all go on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Tidal, all that. Look up Ryan Toby, Repeat History. Yes. Icarus. Yes, and please follow me on Spotify. Follow follow me on uh, Instagram and all that at Ryan Toby Ryan R Y A N T O B Y R Y A N Ryan Toby Ryan. But um, yeah, so for the future, it's about just I'm just releasing music, mm-hmm. continuing to work on myself, working with new artists like Ro James, working, no, no, working yeah. with Usher still. Now what? What James? What song have you wrote? Have you written for uh, Ro James? James? Um, I did I did four songs on his first album. Already knew that. Burn slow. Uh, song called El Dorado, and another song called Sorry. I did a record for Luke James that came out a few months ago called uh, Drip. Um, I got some 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 music coming out, and uh, I had a record on came out in the movie Girls Trip with Queen mm-hmm. Latifah, Jada Pinkett, called You Just Might. I have um, I got some stuff. I'm doing some stuff for Empire, writing songs for Empire, the TV show. Mm. Um, I've been working with a lot of new artists. I got I'm still in the studio with Usher. Um, for his new project and just working on my own stuff and I'm just gonna continue to release I'm gotta get my solo project out um, yeah I, one of these days I don't want to say it like that I mean I'm, it's 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 done it's just a matter I mean we just started releasing now I don't I don't really have like old oh, my album release date I don't really think you need that anymore these mm. days it's just a new day just in time it. yeah you just kind of drop it whenever you want to and just let people because it lives on the internet so when people get around you know people it it might be something you put out in two years from now that really blows up and then they go back and they find all your other stuff anyway Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i'm not even putting that pressure on myself for like oh my album's coming out in may blah 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 you know what i mean i'm just really having fun putting singles out and shooting videos i mean really you ain't even gotta put out a whole album you can just keep dropping singles 
That's People saying. make gotta, their own playlists these days that's anyway. What I'm we gotta drop that what that dude, man. Oh, well, for sure. <laughs> we got niggas with the only one that love gonna go. It's really where it's Oh uh, yeah, they love gonna go. That record is a hit. That might be the next one I put I put love gonna go. Yeah, yeah man. man. Yeah, you know, man, for sure. so 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 one last thing before we wrap this up um to up and coming songwriters out there songwriters vocal producers anybody with the same type of dream that you had as a young you know what i'm saying kid coming up what would you what advice would you give them to, to keep going pursuing what it is that they're doing advice to young up and coming songwriters yeah songwriters producers um, vocal producers advice you know make yourself as versatile as you possibly can don't just be a one trick pony you know you want to try to have as many different uh, talents and tools in your bag as possible um, I know how to write sing rap record mix engineer produce um i could do a little bit of everything you know except ironically i don't play an instrument <laughs> but um other than that you know what i mean i would i would just say you want to make yourself as versatile as possible and and be open to just exploring all kinds of different ways that you can skin this cat and make it in this business it's not always about just being the chump up front you can make a lot of money being the Mac in the back. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. and that's kind of the approach that I took early on. Once I learned how to make money behind the scenes, mm. I started caring less and less about being in the front and mm. in the spotlight. Mm. That's all it was. <laughs> and so, you know what I mean? I, Because I, I had my share of celebrity, it's not all that it's cracked up to be. Um, Yes, it has its fun moments and it has its perks, but then it has its moments where it's not so fun and you don't want to be the guy that everybody is pointing at and looking at and everybody is running to with their hand out. You know what I mean? It's cool to just be able to go to Target and not be bothered and just go to the movies with your kids and not be bothered and just, you know, uh, and appreciate your anonymity. You know what I mean? So uh, I would just say be open to any way that the universe can you know bless you and there's so many different ways you can get into this game and you should learn as much as you can about all the different facets of it that's my biggest piece of advice because a lot of people i meet they only got this one dream and this one thing and if this don't work i don't know what i'm gonna do and it's like and i get it you definitely want to be all in with with what your passion is but not to the point to where if that don't work, you know, you don't know how to adapt. Right. You understand? Right. So I learned how to sing songs, write songs, record songs, mix songs. I could do vocal coaching. I could do a lot of different things. You know what I mean? I could I get paid sometimes to help artists get ready for a show. I could show them how to move across the stage and how to, you know what I mean? Will Smith paid me to get his son Jaden back when Jaden was like... Nine, ten years old, he had to perform with Justin Bieber. His first concert, his first show ever on stage of any any kind of stage was gonna be at Madison Square Garden. He didn't even know how to rap. He just could rap, but he didn't know what hip hop was and MCing and rocking the crowd. And he didn't know nothing about that. He was a little boy. And Will was like, "Yo, man, come get my son ready to perform." And, I was, and he paid me. 
And I was in there getting Will built a little stage for the little dude in the crib. <laughs> and I was out going to Will's house every day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And this was back in 2010. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And uh, this was at a time in my life when, you know, I didn't have no songs on the radio. I, didn't, I had just came to L.A. I was trying to rebuild my life fresh off a of divorce. I had lost everything. And I was still able to generate some money somehow. So, you know what I mean? Like... You just so kinda, what you're saying is different opportunities in different ways. Yeah, man. Like, to make you know, money out here want, in the music industry. Everybody, everybody wants want, a record deal. Everybody want to be a star. Everybody want to be the star. Right. Everybody want to be the man. What about the man behind the man? You know, ain't nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? I, I, there was a guy that, uh, Jaden, not Jaden, Justin Bieber had on staff. They had on Justin Bieber. They had this dude named Ryan. <laughs> Uh, just this cool, fly little dude, white dude, skater dude, a lot of swag. He was Justin's swag coach. Swag coach? Yes. He was getting paid to just kick it with Justin, be like a little friend. But he was a little older and just teach him like, nah, don't stand like that. Stand like this. Don't say that. Say this. Don't brush your hair like that. Brush it like this. Don't rock your hat like that. Rock it like this. Just to teach him how to be cool. You know what I mean? So what you're saying is it's more, it's more ways, it's ways of getting money out here. Yeah, then you ain't you just always got to be, ain't always you about ain't, to be yeah, the main You ain't always got to be the main guy. You ain't always got to be the main guy. I survived, I mean, I ate off getting my money in the background to the point where so many people tell me, man, you so dope, you need to be the nigga doing, why you giving all this music to this for now? Man, you need to be the guy in the front. You need to be the nigga out there, da 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 And I'm like, and I wrestled with that for so long, and I was like, all right, yeah, maybe I should. So you know what I'm saying? I'm I, here. I am again. Like, all right, let me go because I can do it. I can do it in the forefront. But I guess whenever it didn't happen, I didn't have no problem retreating to the back. Like, all right, I, I'm gonna make money anyway. Right. You know what I mean? So, right. Yeah. Hey man. Well, I appreciate you. Yeah, man. I, I appreciate, appreciate you. You, you know too, what I'm saying? Like lounging with Skip. You know what I'm saying? Let me come through the studio. Yeah, man. Speaking with you, you know what I mean? I appreciate your time. I appreciate your friendship. For sure. And, uh, you know. I appreciate the free haircuts. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, that was all based off of... Love How much I go, love you, man. Right? You're my go. homie. Love gon' go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, ain't the Chris Brown place. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Nah, every, every, see, every, see. Quarter, every quarter. See, I look at it like. Every quarter. It's like, like when you, you know, need me. Like, you know when you need you know, me. When you need me. Something's coming in. Whether it's a buck. See, I look at it. See, you're looking at it from a monetary. It's still going to be whatever. From a monetary place. I'm looking at it more from like, you know what I mean? When you needed me, I was there for you. No questions asked. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. You need me to brush your beats. You need me to, you know what I mean? Put that sauce that you ain't going to get nowhere else. I did it. You know what I mean? You need to come use the studio. You need to catch a vibe. <laughs> Man, you need to, you need to man right cave now. it up a little bit. I'm there for you. You know what I mean? You need a podcast interview. My, Anything my, you my need, cheeks, I'm it's, there it's for you. Right for now. free. It's you feel really me? So I just feel like if I can use my talents for you for free, 
you can use some of yours for me for free. Okay. I feel like it's an even exchange. You know what I mean? I don't think it's about a quarterly what's coming in the mail. And what's the, I, you know, if we're basing our friendship on that, I mean, what's it really worth, Playboy? Like, you know what I mean? I don't know how they do it yeah. in the loo, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm a Jersey boy, I don't hey, know, we you know, a little it's different. All the same, it's all the same, it's all the same. Man, my cheeks is fucking hurting. <laughs> my cheeks is fucking, fucking hurting. I got them right laughing, y'all. My cheeks is fucking hurting right now, man. I got skip laughing, you know what I mean? Just, hey, my nigga. I appreciate your friendship, too, I appreciate too, you, man. I really do, man. I appreciate you, my nigga. I really do, my nigga. You Anytime. Anything yes. you need, bro. You and I appreciate it, you for lounging with Skip. Until next time. Yes, Peace. Yes, hey, and you said your, your Instagram did all that? I sure that? did. At Ryan Toby Ryan. What, what if anybody wants to contact you for, like, songs or anything like that? Uh, hit me like on that? IG, man. Okay. Hit me on IG. At Ryan Toby. I hang out on IG a lot. I all got right. Twitter, same thing. At, at Ryan Toby Ryan, but uh, main thing is hit me on IG and uh, we can make something happen. All right, no doubt. If you got that budget. If you got that budget. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank y'all for lounging with Skip. Until next time, peace. You've been lounging, lounging with Skip. You've been lounging, lounging with Skip. <laughs> you love to skip. You love to skip. And then it rhymes. And you get on your radio. <laughs> Alright, y'all. Peace. You're lounging. 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 You're loun